this is Kevin Mellon. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> again there it is that's a sound that starts my wednesday makes it official it does i love you you should cry i don't love many people right not with the strong ass feelings i got for you david well good thing you know don't send us official now bro yep it's a big win Stop it. <laughs> it is a big yeah, win. Talking about self-editing. Yes. Well, if I said what I said before on the air, people would not take it the way I said it, so I'm not going to say exactly. it. Exactly. Because if you don't know me now, people, you're not paying damn attention. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah, it's a good win. It is a good win. Oh, I didn't have a good week in general. I'm with you, buddy. Okay. My days are hell. I'm I'm toiling in the bloody pits of hell hmm. at work. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I'm ready to. I'm uh, yeah, I'm ready for something else. Me too, brother. Yeah, I had a good. I did a. I did a. Uh, uh, a wedding. Actually, it's not a wedding. I did a civil union um, uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was awesome. Cool. Yeah, for photography, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait I till you do porn. Then I'm coming with you to be the light man. I'll be the boom. You'll be the boom? Yep. Be the fluffer? Mm-mm. Tried it. You got to work your way up, dude. Yeah, it's not good. I don't, know if I'm ready to see, I don't know if I'm ready to see Chris as a power bottom. <laughs> hey, I, um, behind the camera, dude. Behind the camera. That's right. Mm. So, that's how about goatsy porn? That'd be great. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, now, everybody. You're <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Still family friendly, right? Okay. If you're not going to push the envelope, don't even open it. What do you it. mean, still? <laughs> I don't know. I think we have a little when's bit more time episode? to vamp. When's the next episode of Bullpen Bolton? David and I and Jason uh, will be working on it soon. Uh, will you be joining us, Chris? Excuse me? I just said, will you be joining us, Chris? Well, that would be an episode of, of this. I, I know nothing of this either. Vince is throwing that would be <laughs> Well, see, I didn't want to leave you all because him shit for the last one, right? Because Dave and I were talking about it, and we kind of set a date, but we didn't get to the point where we're going to tell you yet. I was going to okay. say, so you set a date, meaning that really Chris and I are just like, hey, if you happen to be around, they would no. Be no, 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 no. Because if it's three of us doing it, that's that's an episode of Eleven O'clock Comics with one of us missing. Exactly right. Oh, I mean, you're making me feel bad now. But no, I'm 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 making you. Realize that you shouldn't make a horrible, horrible, horrific mistake that's going to hurt your really good friend's feelings. Well, there's that. Yeah. But you guys know that. I I mean, whatever I propose uh, podcast-wise always includes you guys. It does. (laughs) You sound like my my grandma. Hey everybody, 11 o'clock comics, episode... Do your thing, you do your thing, that's fine. Jason and I will go off and do something else. 270 damn one, and and I'm Vince B. Counting down for the penultimate episode, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Why would you count down to the penultimate? That is one of the most pretentious words ever, penultimate. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I don't like that word. Hey, it's so comic booky though. 
It is. It's, it's almost like a collector's item. Only in comics would they celebrate the next to last part. Yeah. It's, that's it, silly. And I'm just going to tell everyone out there, in this episode, one of us dies. Yes. No, they celebrate well, finally. Wait, talk about pretentious words. I learned a word today that I think has got to be up there for most pretentious of all Irregardless. time. What it is. Stop yeah. it. De- deaccession. What? Deaccession is the word that museums and auction houses use when they sell or get rid of a piece of art. Because apparently they don't ever want to say they sold something. So they go through a process of deaccession. Wow. I don't know if that's a pretentious word. I think that's a, almost a cool word. Dude, that's a pretty pretentious it word. money all the time. Hmm. That's Maybe I just travel in different circles than you. Oh, my bad. That's, that's when, you're, right. when that's... you're doing your golfing and your wine tasting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and studying with Mark Schultz, but we'll talk right. about that later. That's right. Uh, I'm Christopher Neesman. Uh, yeah, you are, and I am David Price. This is true. And straight out of Cleveland, I'm Michael Simon. <laughs> now, why did you sell out? You had so many ways that you could have gone this week. I wanted to honor the best chef on Food Network. Michael Simon's the, the only one left? <laughs> um, did, I, I, we talked about this. I ate his restaurant in Cleveland. You did really- not. I mean, we did not, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, we we ate at Wola uh, a couple years ago. It's really good, but I was hoping for at least a Paula Dean this week. <laughs> Sounds dirty, man. I can't celebrate people <laughs> that are whack ass. You do it every week. I do not. You know, it's we talked beforehand that we we were really hope we were holding out for an Aaron Hernandez. I ate it at the Lola once, but she did not have what I thought she was going to have. Huh? The Lola. Lola. And you know who can cook you up a tasty Oh Jesus <laughs> Vince, A tasty Vince, tasty Vince. bowl no, of savings? Yeah, oh he's not. He's Jason Wood. No, you're not. You're Jason Wood. And did you know who can serve you up a tasty bowl of comic book savings? It's discount comic book service. DCBService.com where you, Mr. and Mrs. Comic Book Aficionado, can get your books at anywhere from 35 to 75% off. Massively discounted. Straight across the board. Listen to this. From Archie Comics. It's the 1,000 page comics extravaganza. That's a lot of comics, boy. 70, uh, 70 years, 1,000 pages. Cover price $14.99. Chris, what are they going to get it for? Wamba discounts. Fifty percent off, which yeah. will equal seven dollars and forty nine cents to you from Arkea. It's the classic space nineteen ninety nine soft cover. Everything that was written by Andrew E. C. Gaska with art by Gray Morrow and others. It's a compilation of all the great stuff from Charlton Comics, some British stuff in there with new interstitial bits. Created, oh, created wow. especially wow, for this edition. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, cover price is twenty nine ninety five. Your price sixteen dollars and forty seven cents. Last but certainly not least, it's a whole bunch of crazy from Jack Katz. It's the first volume of his collected First Kingdom, and they're hardcovers, uh, reprinting his disturbingly ambitious tale of uh, post apocalyptic society from the ground up where they go how they get there usually they run around naked this was not a uh typical four color comic book this was 
uh, outside Sorry. of the Comics Code of Authority, like the Marvel magazine. So he could do whatever he wanted. It's not very dirty, but these are early men and women, so they don't tend to wear a heck of a lot of clothes. But it's it's drawn beautifully. It's in black and white. It's twenty four ninety nine. You can get it for forty five percent off that for thirteen dollars and seventy four cents. And remember, DC. BS does not piss and moan when you're late or you add something to your order. They are very, very glad to do so. Like this week when I added 12 books to my orders, not just the most recent order, not the order before that, but three orders back, I added stuff and they didn't even care. They just did it. They said, okay, you have anything else to, you know, you want done? Let us know. They're so pleasant. They're awesome. And you can get your previews on the cheap. It's like a buck twelve. The digital a dollar forty five. The digital app is not the greatest, but it works. Let's just put it that way. But you're saving a tree. DCBService.com. <laughs> and if you are a first time customer, the lovely David Price, who's gonna tell you the code to put into the slot to get an extra eight percent off your already massively discounted order. David, what's that code? That code is EOC eight. Amazing. EOC eight gets you an extra eight. Go there, save money. Don't be silly. DCBcom, DCBS.com. DCBService.com. I'm freaking trying to read my notes. Humana, humana, humana. DCBService.com. Just go there. Tell them we sent you. And they'll hug you. Yeah. Make sweet Probably. love to you. And then you should have um, a cocktail. A Cleveland steamer. To, to <laughs> Fucking Vince. <laughs> Chris, what are you drinking? It's a family show, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh I'm uh, um I I had a big week. Um we're I'm a little tired because we've been celebrating here that, in Chicago. We don't stuff, right? we don't get we don't get this very often. You know, we had we had a nice run with the Bulls in the nineties. Um every quarter century or so we try and win a Super Bowl. Uh we every uh century um there's uh, a baseball championship but twice now in the last four years our hockey team has brought uh ward stanley's cup uh to uh to the windy city and so uh um i am drinking to uh my black hawks and all of my black hawk brothers and sisters out there so go hawks woo um i'm having i'm having um some uh, Knob Creek single barrel on uh, on ice just to kind of mellow things out because hmm. it's been a lot of beer for the last uh, last couple of days. Amazing like that it has the inverse out. effect, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Just mellow things out. So <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been awesome. And I know um, Freaky Tiki um, out there. I know that your uh, that your your pens went down to the Bruins. So we uh, we avenged them and uh, and and took out. Uh, uh, took out the Bruins and all, all of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fans out there. You know, I, I hope that uh, you know, we can have a moment of solidarity. We, we took them out, and to all of the people in Boston. And I know that we have a lot of Boston uh, area listeners. Hell of a team you got there, and it was an awesome series. And every every second was uh, was fantastic. But uh, what a what a great great stanley cup final so, so wait a minute wait a minute mm-hmm. is is our hockey team the boston um what do you call it like the farm team because our our hockey guys are called the pens well it's probably huh? pink uh pittsburgh yeah the boston bruins buddy 
Boston Bruins, oh, who, beat, who beats Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, so, so and you, we, well, that would make sense, right? Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay, and you're, gotcha. and you're, you will, but you're closer to Philadelphia, right? I am. So there's probably a lot more Flyers, Flyers. fans, I would say. Near I me. like hockey. I do. <laughs> well, what are you drinking? Mm, go. Uh, what do they? What do they play on when it's frozen? Slush. That's Pepe, what he's drinking. I'm drinking Pepe Mac. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Are. How about you, Jason? I'm saving uh, up David to pick me I up. I am possibly. drinking the nectar of life, otherwise known oh. as water. You uh, know, Jason, I think about you every day anymore. Well, more than whoa. usual, because oh. I have uh, taken a shine to the Diet Dr Pepper. Mommy. And every time I open the bottle and I, like that, I think Jason will be proud. Yeah, boy. Yeah. It's a tasty damn drink. That's my dog. I know. David, help me out. Uh, two vines, Merlot, Cabernet. Two vines, one cup. There you go. <laughs> Just for you, bro. You're kind of in the mood tonight. I'm in the mood, baby. You must have gotten some loving before we talk. So no, no, I'll tell you about it later. Um, nice. I, I got I got something we should probably kick off with, which I thought was some pretty huge news this week. What was that? Okay. Um, what do you guys think about the Boom Archaea thing? Oh, um, <laughs> huge news. Um, <laughs> I I think it. reaction. I think it benefits Archaea more than it does <laughs> Boom. Ultron is better news for you. No, no, no. Hey, you're, you're the, the one who was reading it. <laughs> I almost lost it when you said you were reading that shit. I was like, Before no. Before we get into the Boom and Archaea thing, I got to vent a little bit. Oh, please now, do. It, I, 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 I was like, I'm going to give him another chance. I'm going to... You read the wrong book. You absolutely read the wrong book. No, you know what? It's it's like six good issues, and then it was I was really enjoying. It looks good. Like, it's going to be so awesome. We have this like contained series, and what can he please? Can he please finish a story? No, he, he's he, capable no. of finishing a story. No, Christopher, you know how much I love you, right? Now I, I can't tie a bow on it. I I I love you so much. There is nowhere near six good issues in Age of Ultron. I, Maybe I, three. The middle. The, the well, middle. Good. Yeah. Which was you know it's yeah it's it expanded it's it's every it's yeah I I really tried it's like you know what I'm gonna you give should have went with all new X Men dude definitely definitely should have what you should have went with all new X Men yeah you'd love the hell out of that because it's 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 almost perfect it's so good all right it's it's, it's no I read it I read it. You know, I went in. It's a you know wide you know wide eyes, and it's like yeah, I'm gonna try and go in with like you know a, a kid's you know innocence about you know let's just ride the story out, have fun, and and it's a it was a it was a ten issue advertisement for the next of course the next thing that they're yeah. doing, and it's odd because when Bendis was on, the art was very off. And when Bendis was off, the art was on. It was like you couldn't get the the um, the creative teams to to work in harmony. Like the the Hitch stuff in the beginning is better than what comes after. I'm not gonna say it's great Hitch because there's I think there's a lot of space spent on. Oh my God, look at the devastation! Like we got oh, it. After, really, we got it after the first couple pages. But the Hitch stuff is good enough. But I think the first couple issues are not the best written. And then you get into that little arc with Logan and, and Susie, which was... It was pretty good. Yeah. Yes, it was. I, th- I thought it was the best part of the series, but the art was kind of 
off a little bit. <laughs> well, the yeah, I the, the, the Peterson is again for you know another four or five years. Well, probably. no, you know who's going to be driving the event bus is Hickman. I, I bet care. you for the next. No, no, no. You you have to care. What? I because I want to see Angela. No, and, well, oh, yeah, no, but no. you want to see Infinity. You want to see Thanos and this whole. I'm telling you, Infinity's going to kick ass. If it's anything like the preview book. Oh my God! It's going to be ultimate, great. Ultimate. I want to see Miles Morales fighting Galactus. Is that the the thing? That's in the Hunger. That's the the Fallout series from Age of uh, Ultron. Series. Whatever. Man. What do you think about Boom and Archaea? Well, hey, are we done talking about Age of Ultron? It was, you know, it it, it was it was a Super Bowl commercial talking about the next Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. I felt I felt ripped off. There was a lot of uh, tweets. That were um, co- very complimentary to the last issue, and I was like, "What? Why? The, I don't know." Uh, uh, that that one scene where you got everything and it shatters, and you see all the different um, yeah. moments in time—that was just a cut and paste job. I mean, they just pulled stuff from sources all over the place, and just—I thought it was haphazard. The the you last know, issue it, was I, an I embarrassment. Wasn't okay with with like an epilogue, but it wasn't an epilogue. No, it's like they had to, you know, it's not going to end. Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and the, and the resolution of it, it was it was okay. It wasn't, you know. The Angela thing was special. totally tacked on. I mean, they, yeah, they they infected Ultron with a with a virus. Ooh, that's that, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, Stretch for that one, guys. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think it was utterly hor without merit. There was some there was some merit to it, but as an event, I don't think it was. The, well, I the, don't care. I didn't want an event. I wanted a good ten issue story, and I got about six, and that's so. Yeah, I, 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 I think it was. It fell short of the event mark. Was, it just was put it that way. a success. No, which sorry, because I, I did enjoy. I enjoyed the. You know, I guess you could say I enjoyed the the majority of it. You know, six out of ten. I yeah, guess. I'm telling uh, you, Infinity. That's going to be the one. Eh, I don't care. You I'm, should care. Uh, you know, it's. I, I tried. I tried. I'm I'm going back on my hole. Oh, Christopher. <laughs> well, then now we don't have to reserve a seat at the next bullpen, then, because you know he doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. You're doing our work for us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got other stuff I like though. That's not Marvel. So what do we think about the Boom Archaea? I think it benefits Archaea much more than it does Boom. Why so? Because Boom pretty much has all their ducks in a row. And uh, if, um, I don't know if the convention performance is any indication, Archaea sometimes struggles to get stuff sold. I don't know. That's just what my perception tells me. I mean, we, they always have, well, they may have stopped doing it, but that, that super buy one, get two free or whatever they were doing, I mean, that just says to me that they're trying to move product, trying to get yeah, stuff out of that. Yeah, conventions. You know, I, I, yeah. I think, I think Archaea... Um, and and Jason, you you may have a, a better feel of this. I think whenever they started, it was the idea of they're going to do really nice, high quality graphic novels, and they're going to they're going to spend a lot of time in in the packaging of them and the presentation of them. And that was a lot when the book markets were still pretty viable. And I, I think a lot of their um, a lot of their their in distribution kind of went away. You know, that's, you know, borders going under probably did not help Archaea from, you know, from that standpoint. Um, 
and I may be wrong, but um, I mean that I'm I'm afraid that that with Boom acquiring them, that Boom is not going to have the same uh, determination to put out really high quality um, you know, presented graphic novels. Yes, no. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I just for me, it's just I have to w- wait and see here because I like you like you're getting to. I mean, to me, Archaea, I mean, has struggled financially for a bunch of years. Um, but they do put out great product. Um, whereas Boom, I think again, I don't know Boom's financial situation, but they seem to be doing quite well. Yeah. Um, but they also really have no. They have no. Um, I would say, collected edition uh, base. Like I, I like I don't. I can't even think if I even own a bo- anything. Maybe I own a Boom trade or something, but I don't. I, you I just own don't the mathematical edition. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so like that's true. Any yeah. of the weight stuff, the irredeemable, or yeah, I guess that's. true. I mean, but I just don't think of them as being sort of really innovative and putting out like great collected stuff. So yeah. I mean, it's just they're just they they just seem like two very different publishers and just from start to finish in terms of the stuff they try and sign, the stuff they collect, the stuff they look to put out, the way they put it out. So it's just I guess until we see what Boom has planned, you know, I guess. I don't know, I, and and I'm a little skeptical just because in reading the press release, uh, I mean, there was a lot of talk about the IP and you know the yeah. excitement for licensing the characters out. And I just it just struck me as is almost like a, a Wall Street decision. Like Boom was like, we could use some more IP, and, and this company's available, and we're going to turn this stuff into movies. And I just I, I guess I'm skeptical that any of this any of this product is going to ever see the light of day. Um, well, you know, let me. Maybe though I, I know there's two guns is coming out and that's supposed to be a big deal because it's Boom's first. But I mean that movie has Buster written all over it, so I don't, you know, I kind of it's like with Rucka's Whiteout and stuff. Like I mean, not it's not a, an all condemnation on the underlying work that comes of it, but you know, or like the surrogates. But these movies, even when they get to actually make be made, they're often not the financial boons that that they hope for. So I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'll be. I, I expect that it'll be a non-factor unless the only thing that could happen is, is I worry that Boom is going to sort of abandon the really high quality art house production quality of these uh, yeah, collector editions. Yeah. If they do that, that's going to bum me out because I mean that's that's the thing I love about Arkea. Right. You know? you but both. if you're looking at Arkea with an eye to um, IP, what immediately jumps out at you? Hmm. What? Oh, mouse, mouse guard. Right, mouse guard, and yeah. and then what's number two on the list? Uh, nothing. You know, I mean, no, I'm not being mean. No, I but I mean, uh, mouse guard is is the the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. But then what's underneath the icing? There's not a whole heck of a lot. And I mean, they, they do good they books. Because I mean, there's good books. I, uh, yeah, no, no, they do great comics. But if if you're farming for potential um, movie and and toy properties, but, mouse yeah. guard's a no brainer. You know, it's just that. Well, where do you go from there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, see, I don't know if I agree with that, just because I think the thing about Archaea is they have a tremendous amount of, of I think, really unique IP that uh, could make some very interesting movies and TV shows. Because I don't, I think it, they benefit from the fact that it's not, it doesn't have a brand. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, the works can stand on their own. Hmm. And you could actually make pretty interesting stuff of it, but but uh, well, that's why you're the analyst and I'm just the pretender. No, no, but I mean to your point, like I mean, like Secret History could be a crazy good TV show. I mean, sure, 
Rust could be great. I mean, I, you know, I mean, Tale of Sand, it'd be a little weird, but, you know, that's one of the other bigger Yeah, but those are the ones um, that they garner the cult audiences. Those things live forever. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I guess getting back would they, to Critical would they Millennium would be cool, too. With, uh, would they be able to do anything with Killer or Cyclops? Because oh, they don't killer. own killer that, right? Awesome, right? I mean, but, it, but they don't. Is there an agreement with them, with the with, with the creators? Because that's a French book, so I don't know right. if. Yeah, oh, I don't know. No, I, yeah, I have no. Look, I have no. I don't profess to have any clue as to what the um, licensing rights are with these things. And I mean, I, like I know that uh, Titanium Rain by by uh, Kat Roca and I think Josh Finney is it. I know they they were like because of Arcaeus' financial situation. They're they're. They're uh, like the last version of volume of Titanium was like held up for almost three years, I think, and they wow. they were tied up in it, and then they finally got the rights back. So you know, I don't again, I don't know like if the creators own the rights. I'm pretty sure David Peterson owns the rights to all of right because he's done an RPG on his own. Like he's he clearly can make deals for his stuff. That that I don't think Arcade has much of a uh, mm-hmm. sound. maybe they get a piece of it. But there's the book that uh, Vince you raved about a few months ago, Critical Millennium. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know, we'll see. I mean, look, like you said, Vince. I think Boom clearly seems to be a, a well-run company, right? And and that's something Arkea has needed. I mean, I think Arkea has had a really good eye for for interesting content, but they don't seem to be able to scale their business well. So maybe maybe it's a good fit. Who knows? Yeah. Now speaking of Boom, while we're on the subject, right? You never, and this is rare. So. I'm hoping I'm 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 in fear of the answer I'm going to get. You didn't comment on the first issue of Regular Show. Me? Yeah. It's because I haven't read it yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Number two came out today. What What are you doing? You're dragging, buddy. No, I, I just uh, I do. My Jean is huge again. I just oh. uh, I've been reading. You know, I just it's sitting. It's just sitting uh, in in my pile. What I thought it was to? outstanding, but it's not okay. what you it's not what you expect it to be. No, Mm-mm. no. Really? Uh, yeah, it's a little on the different side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They took it. They what took. I mean, what way? It's it's more. Um, the Adventure Time books pretty much look and feel like the television show. Mm-hmm. The yeah. uh, regular show book to me feels more like an indie comic. It's the arts a lot. Well, the cool. arts a lot looser. Yeah, I thought it was really great. Yeah, and and I've seen preview pages for number two, and it looks uh, it looks even better. Okay. So yeah, I love yeah, it. No, I mean, I, I definitely have. I bought both of them, and uh, I just haven't gotten oh. got a chance to read them yet, brother. We'll tag team. Yeah. Okay. Eiffel Tower, that shit. There we go. High five. five. Yeah. All right. What else? Would we, by the way, we, you know what we bring it back tonight. What do we bring it back? The live tweet. All yes. right. Let's do one right now. How about that? Let's let's fucking do it. <laughs> do it That's to not. it. All right, Mister Eric Figueroa would like to know. What our favorite work by Loeb and Sale might be? Oh, hmm. Um. Wow. I really I, I, like for all seasons. I I do like it. I I'd have to reread uh, Dark Victory and and Long Halloween again. Long Halloween, yeah. But and 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 I. And it, it was sort of like a trilogy because you had Catwoman went in Rome. But I, I really do like the the four issues of, uh, of for all seasons. Hmm. They are pretty, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get a lot. It, it, I don't want to say it's overlooked. It doesn't get as much love as as their other work. Although, oh, whoa, whoa! 
I'm just okay. I'm sorry. For some reason, I think of Loeb and Sale, and I just think of the DC work. But it, it's it's Spider Man Blue. Oh, okay. okay. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, no, you're right. You caught me. No, yeah, no. That 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 is my favorite. Yeah, not as not as much. Hulk Gray is yeah. No, no. Spider Man Blue. Okay. Captain America White. Oh wait, no. That was just zero. yeah. <laughs> did well, that? that <laughs> did, 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 is that is that still coming? <laughs> I don't. Oh, Jason, I like the Wolverine and Gambit thing. No, I do too. Yeah. Um, well, for that me, it's old, it's long Halloween, and it's not close. But I say that because I actually haven't. I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the combination. Okay. So, um, I thought Long Halloween was very aptly titled because it went on far too yeah. long. Um, yeah, I can't say it's not. But I, again, like to me, this is like the best house in a bad neighborhood. I, I don't. I. I, uh, I. I've not liked any of their Marvel work. Um, uh, which I know is probably shocking to people. And I haven't read uh, the Catwoman book. I haven't read Dark Victory. Um, I did when read in Rome, When in Rome is good. Yeah, it is. Challenge of the Unknown. Come on. I mean, really? So. Back up. Back up. What? <laughs> their version of Challenge of the Unknown. Yeah, he's not talking about the Kirby stuff. No, no. I mean, they're. Rain it is. Okay. The Loeb sale version. I got to go with Hulk Gray. Mm-hmm. As my favorite, just because it's my boy Hulk, and uh, it's big, you know, it's it's large. I just like it. I'm not a fan, a fan of the Batman stuff. I, I I I don't see what the attraction is. I like Long Halloween. It's uh, it's kind of a mess of a story. It's yeah. more the it's yeah. more it's more of sale than than Loeb on that one. Oh, across the board, all the all of the books, with the exception of Captain America White, are pretty. I I, I don't I don't think Sale's heart was in it was in White at all. He well, must have one issue that he did. You yeah, I think yeah, he was. Zero. Wasn't he working on Lost even, when that came out? It was a full issue. It was. It he was, was like doing some Lost stuff. Preview preview. Shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah but the the Batman stuff is beautiful. It's, it's yeah. It's it's nice to look at. Yeah. Oh, speaking of because because you just mentioned was he working on Lost at the time? Um, I I recorded while well, I watched the, the the pilot, the first episode of Under the Dome. Last night, oh, damn, and I forgot. I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, because my good. my DVR screwed me, so it's recording. Oh, it's, recor- it's okay. recording the uh, replay on Sunday. Awesome! I didn't know they were gonna replay it. That's smart like of them. What? Did you like it? Did I? Well, no, I don't want to. Yes. That's her no. I've yes. read the book, so if you yeah, the book is thing. great. No, see, and I, I didn't, and I remember, and I saw um, uh, Mike's brother Matt Waringo say on Twitter that he basically said. Please don't be like the book, or please don't end it like the book. No, I have no idea what. The, I don't know where it goes from what you see in the pilot, Jason. You can tell me if it's like The Walking Dead and we start veering off. But I, getting it back, bringing it back to comics, I did not know that Brian K. Vaughn was executive producer. Ooh, I, did, I didn't know that either. That was pretty neat to see. But, oh, cool. um, but it, I mean, I'm I'm there because you know Jeff Fahey's in it. But I mean, it it. Baltimore man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, or, or 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 the marshal, but it was uh, or Tyree. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, but it was. Um, but yes, no. To answer Chris's, yes, I I, I did like it. Okay, good. Did you see it, Chris? No, but uh, but I plan on watching it this weekend. Me too. Cool. I'm right. hearing good stuff about it. Well, speaking of TV shows, David, I I wish I wish that I had watched as much Arrow um, last week as I had this week. Because I'm loving that show right now. Awesome, bro! Do I'm I have to put it in the friggin' show notes? I'm a, I'm about eight 
episodes in, and it's 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 really, first it's it's really fucking good. It it's really is really yeah. good, yeah. and gets it's it is it's walking a very fine line of of trying to be kind of realistic but little nods to the to the comic book back and you see who's involved with it. I mean it's Guggenheim yes. which yep. is you know it's it's Mark Guggenheim and that guy is he's a he's a really good writer and TV is is his his chosen medium and and it's showing kind of how how he's able to mix his his very good comic book knowledge and and being a comic book writer and bringing it to TV and you know Johns is in there and what, Andrew Kreisberg so I mean there's there's a lot of there's a lot of comic book names that that are involved in it but it it it's doing exactly what Smallville was never able to do and that was um, stay away from the this uber cheesy yeah. you know teen soap opera part of it i mean yeah there's there's soap opera parts there's romant there's romantic interest and and that kind of stuff but you know what Th- that stuff is in comic books too um and wrestling every episode he kicks someone's ass and that's it's there is an action element to every episode and it's really really smartly done and each time you think it's going to zig it zags on you um the the there was kind of a uh, a merlin um red herring i don't know if i want to call it a red herring but that you thought it was going to go one way with uh um, who his arch nemesis is and and then it kind of zags on you and i was like okay that's cool it's and I, I, the, the supporting cast, I, it, yeah, but it serves good. a purpose. It's it. No one's really annoying. It, Diggle, it, Diggle gets a little preachy. Yes, he does. But he, that's he, he's he has to be the, the grounding force. He, he's got to keep him grounded. He, he just, yeah. but yeah. It, but you'll see, um, even uh, Diggle gets a little um, blinded. At 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 a point, it it really. I heard I heard that there are. Th- I was talking to Sal about it. And he said that uh, you know just wait, just keep watching. That there are a few things that happen that that really kind of turn it on its ear. So don't. Yeah. Basically, what he said is is don't don't feel comfortable in your assumptions about things. Yeah. That that uh, things do change and um, and they will they will. Um, turn things around on you before you know it. So yeah, I'm I'm absolutely loving it. I think it's awesome. And they and and I mentioned it last week, but they they um they aside from Deathstroke, there's also a pretty. I think the only time it really kind of gets um, I'll say comic booky is with the Deadshot character. Okay, well where I am, he is dead. Okay, so <laughs> spoilers. No, yeah. no, it's it's <laughs> yes because I'm not. I didn't. I didn't. It's already, it's already been spoiled for I me. Didn't, I didn't I, watch the 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 entire season in order. I'm still watching some of the earlier episodes, so I'm I'm at a loss as to the chronology he, of. But yes, yeah, I, he took he took an arrow to the eye. So wow. yeah, yeah, it it can get pretty brutal. I mean, it's there's yeah. There's, he does like I said, no punching glove arrow. No, uh, there's no boxing glove arrow. There's no no no, no polo arrow. He he shoots an arrow. He will. He, he he shoots the kill. Yeah, he's putting people down. It's yeah. yeah, but it's 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 very good. Very, very good. It's already in the half a season I've watched. It's 
better than it's better than the way way beyond the majority of Smallville stuff that I saw. Two things about Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Number one, I find it really incredible that the man can still write great books this far into his career. Under the Dome is one of them. Uh, do you agree, Jason? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It boggles how long, my mind. How long ago did the book come out? Um, uh, 2009, maybe? A couple years ago, yeah. Yeah. And uh, two, there's only been one um, person who ever changed an ending for a, of a Stephen King book for the better. Oh, is it The, the Mist? Frank Darbont. Fog? Yep. Yep. The Mist. That ending. Oh, really? That ending bests the way uh, King ended it and did, immeasurably. And did, did King even mention that that he, he appreciated or he, he I think he approved it. Yeah, yeah, I think he pretty okay. much did. Yeah. But that's a great movie. And it stars The Punisher. Yes. Yep. So, brutal ending, but great. Like it a lot. So, yeah. You can see a lot of Walking Dead, um, the first episode in uh, The Mist. Really? Yeah, it's kind of got the same approach. Even It even looks a little bit uh, similar in, in the way the, the the shots are all blocked out and stuff. So, yeah. yeah Frank Darbont's great. Mm-hmm. He's like the man. Him. I like him a lot. But anyway, let's do some comics. I'm sure you guys have read something this week. What are comics? Yeah, comics. that's right. Comics. comics. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Jason, why don't you go? You like to speak. Uh, I do? Yeah, I like to hear you. Oh, sucky sucky that's now. Right. Uh, well, I, um, I ended up reading something this week that I didn't know existed until about two weeks ago. Hmm. And uh, that was thanks to, uh, I believe it was Kenny, K-E-N-N-E-Y, on Twitter. I'll have to double-check that. If it wasn't Kenny, then I will give a shout-out to whoever it actually was uh, next week. But someone replied to me on Twitter with a picture of a book that had just arrived for them to read. And it was a stunning cover to uh, a book that said that the cover read, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, The Origin. Oh, you bastard. One. I read Activate. that, too. Oh. Yoshikazu Yosuiko. Nice. And I didn't even know this existed, but after he sent me the pick, I immediately went to Amazon and saw that it came out from Vertical. Vert, vertical. Yeah. Not Dude, Vertigo, Vertical. I'm pre-ordered up to book five. Well, okay. I was going to say that the second one just came out. Oh, really? Books. Yeah. Nice. Um, but so I ordered it from Amazon, got it, and read the entire thing in one sitting. Tell and me it's not awesome. It is stunning i know i know it is absolutely stunning and so um for for those that that don't know and i'd be surprised if there are many but but you know gundam um is you know uh in the sort of the pantheon of of uh of like you know the mecca uh you know the mecca anime that have ever existed um some would probably say it's it's the mecca but you know whether you want to you know, do that dance is is irrelevant, but it's a 19, uh, cartoon started in 1979. Keep uh, doing your research. Look at you. I know, right? Uh, by uh, a gentleman named uh, Yoshiyuki Tomino, and it was wildly popular and still is. But I mean, in terms of as far as I understand it, back in the day in Japan, it was it's 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 was one of the most popular things ever on Japanese television. Yep. Um, and it spawned as as people no doubt know because. You can, if you get a preview, you probably see every every month or something. Uh, it, it has spawned, you know, three decades of licensing and toys and statues and 
uh, all measure of, of, of mimicry and, and homage. So it's, uh, it's a hugely popular base of, of culture. And, um, and I had read a little of it over the, over the years or seen a little bit of it, or I should say. Um, but admittedly, it's, it's not something I was really well versed in. Um, but I think this is really smartly timed on their part to re-release these in this version because of Pacific Rim. So I, was just say, yeah. I don't know if, if that had anything to do with it or if it's just serendipity, but um, I really think it, it was is really aptly timed. So so the 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 manga that I guess Vince and I both read um, actually came out later. It um, came out in two thousand and one, um, and it was serialized in a magazine called Gundam Ace. And um, it, it was a significant work, though, because it was the first manga of of the um, of the Gundam world, and it was created um, by the man who is largely responsible for the uh, creation of the visuals for the anime. And they they asked him if he would be willing to do a manga, and he agreed. Um, and what we got is this 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 fantastic work. Um, uh, it, it's it's uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, like, like many like many of the great um, manga, you know, uh, pioneers. This is just just stunning. I mean, you know, the the, the technical intricacy, um, the storytelling. You know, the pages are 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 just so dense and chock full of emotion. I mean, um, you know, the, the the human characters just have these fantastically you know, overexpressive uh, faces, and um, it, it's just great. I mean, you know, it's it's by now. It's funny, like the, there's some tropes in it, right? Which is, you know, the the young angsty teen ends up in a suit, and he's the hero, and and that's happened in lots of things, you know, Robotech and this, and but, but the point is, is this was the creator of that trope. You know, this was the this this is like that trope has been born out and redone a million times because of this work. Um, and uh, this first volume takes you through. The introduction of the Gundam suits, um, and the uh, you know introduces you to the to the main protagonists, uh, takes you all the way through the the first battle of with uh, the, the the Zaku, and then you're introduced to Char, who's like one of the great warlords of the uh, of the enemies, and Char's know, a big he's deal. got what's that? Char's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So you're introduced to Char. Uh, you're introduced to the fact that there's some probably some backstory between Char and one of the female protagonists of the of the book, um, and, and and you're you're just seeing the what what the 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 what our side the Republic hopes to have um, ha- have created a new a new battle suit that is capable of sort of turning the tables on a war that they've been losing, essentially what's become a, a galactic civil war that's been going on for a long long time. Um, this obviously takes place in the future. The premise is essentially that that you know that we we humanity has has gone out into the space you know into lots of different areas and populated lots of other planets and created a federation of planets and then over time um, there becomes a civil war and uh, and we start losing and this is kind of what's you know the, it alludes to the fact that these Gundam suits are going to help us turn the tide uh, and it's yeah, just they, awesome. they've never really say why the principality split yeah they, no, they, you're right. they just say well. Um, something happened, and one of the sides, which is what um, after Principality of Zeon, yeah. right after humanity moved to the stars, they they created these gigantic. They're 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 not space stations. They're bigger than that. They're like, just say a floating Manhattan. 
but it's a it's a it's a huge space installation. They call them sides. And there's when this begins, I think there's seven or nine. It doesn't really matter. One of them decides to break out, break away from the Federation. It's the one that's farthest from the Earth, and they're like, you know what, we're going to secede. And but they never really say why they secede. Right. Right. And, and you're, well, you're left wondering. You, I mean, if you've read, have you had you read this before in its other forms? No, no, not this one. No, Th- this is a really smart way to start it because it's m- one of the more mature um, Gundam arcs. Usually, they'll fixate on teenagers in in some respect, and they're very attractive teenagers, and they're all um, vying for some kind of position within the the Federation. And you know, there's it's a lot. A lot of the times, it's more soap opera. Like Gundam Wing is disturbingly soap opera ish, but the the mecha are gorgeous. They're the, all the designs are just top notch. But this one is 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 more Robotech than Gundam. It really is. Like just the political machinations that go on and you, you get the the uh the the military moves and and the grand gestures and the the battles and stuff. I would um describe this more more towards Robotech than Gundam. I mean it's obviously Gundam, but I'm just saying the maturity of it and the uh the the focus is more away from the 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 teens and more towards the war which is great you know yeah yeah well i I, there's there's some um some some back matter essays and the like uh in the end of the book and it explains that uh that uh, when they did this that they actually did choose to number one tell a little bit more of a linear story than the anime did which i guess jumped around and then also um in this he did punch up the the backstory in terms of the military process and the procedures and fleshed out some of the characters more mm-hmm. uh, than than we ever saw in the anime. So uh, yeah, I mean I, I I can't say enough about this book. I mean it was it was like I said. I mean it's four hundred and some odd pages, four hundred forty four pages that I read in 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 you know literally one sitting. Um, and uh, I didn't even know they had five volumes announcements. But like I said, I, I know the second one just came out this week. And uh, I guess they're going to be putting them out fairly quickly because this one just came out in March. So yeah, um, uh, and in in typical Japanese fa- fashion, when these things are serialized, they tend to um, color the first, say, four or six pages, yeah. mm-hmm. and the color pages in this book are just gorgeous. Um, very loose, almost watercolory color treatment. Um, and when you apply that to, to mecha and spaceships, it's, it, it looks really cool. Um, and, and another thing, just the way the mecha are drawn, you tend, if, as an illustrator, if I'm drawing a piece of machinery, you tend to hardline it because it is a piece of, you know, iron or, or steel. It's, it's yeah. got very rigid, corners it's very geometrical but the way these mecha are, are drawn it's almost gestural in some spots the 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 illustration um the lines are beautiful in this book and they're they're not forced at all they're very loose and just um they're deliberate but they're they're not forced and and not rigid it's just a very nice illustrative way to do it and i, I read the thing twice and i'm so glad that i bought it because it's a hardcover if there was ever a 
um, a Gundam series that I would want in hardcover, it's this one. I mean, I have a lot of Gundam comics, mm-hmm. but this one is just really special. Well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, these are, uh, I think the dimensions are, they're not, they're a little bigger than digest size. It's, it's, but smaller than sort of a typical comic. But like you said, it's this beautiful hardcover and the cover's stunning. You can go on Amazon and see the cover or go to vertical, you know, vertical ink, uh, website and see it as well. But, uh, but yeah, I'm getting them all. I mean, this is it was great. I, I I'm dying to get the next one, which I ordered from Amazon today, just to yeah. to hook it up. Now, I should say it's um this work itself is by uh, Yoshikazu Yasuhiko, and I hope I'm not butchering that name too much. But my understanding is he was one of two guys that were in charge of the the visuals for the anime and creating. But he was interestingly enough, he was the guy that was, was credited with creating the vast majority of the Gundam universe, but he was not the guy that was in charge of creating and designing the mecha. That was actually by um, uh, another gentleman whose name escapes me right now. Oh, uh, Kunio, Oki, Kunio Okawara, O-K-A-W-A-R-A. So it, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, because I think that Gundam is so, when you think of Gundam passively, you think of the suits. Right. right, so so it's funny that that this guy is you know the one that 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 did this book and really didn't design that kind of, but he's certainly more than equipped to draw them. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it just uh, coincidentally, the RX uh, seventy eight. It's my favorite mobile suit. It was the first one I ever built. Like, I I I have a lot of Gundam models too, mm-hmm. and the the seventy eight is just my favorite. I don't know if because it was my first. I just love the design. It's so sleek well, and you, streamlined. Did, did you, were you aware that it was in the lore the first? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, do, uh, can I? Do, do, is there? There's no Chagokin version of this, is there? Yeah, there is. Is there? <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yes. Yeah, okay. Like, like yes, there are lots of of Chogokin Gundams. Uh, they're not completely um, diecasts. They're the uh, maybe the skeleton and a couple plates will be diecast, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I mean, they're they're still they're Chogokin. Um, but the, the first couple chapters in this book are intense. So what's the, the name of the book? Mobile Suit Gundam. The Origin. The Origin. Volume 1. Yeah. Act- yeah. Activation. Yeah. Activation. Yeah. yeah. The, the, uh. It's twenty nine ninety five cover price. That's a hardcover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's a hard, yeah, these are beautiful. Like, I don't want a hardcover. Oh, no, you gotta have a hardcover. Really? Yeah, this stuff is <laughs> worthy that's, of the that's, format. That's, that's some pretty, and how many of them are gonna be? Oh geez, um, they they they're up to five in the pre-orders, which means I I would say there's going to be at least eight. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know how long the um, I honestly don't know how long the this, this series ran. Uh, right. I hope it goes friggin' twenty. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's very good. Yeah. Dude, right. it's awesome. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm, a. I'm gonna, a yeah, I'm gonna give you guys the. I'm I'm now. Hold on, I'm giving you the Bendis treatment on that. All right. <laughs> It was like three years, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to come back, whoa, 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 whoa. try again, and make and your so, decision after I bring my thing to the table. Really? Yes. Now I don't know if this is analogous, but I'm looking on, I'm looking on the website, and it looks like. Do I have to if, read it backwards? No. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you do. Backwards and right to left. So yeah, Vince, there are. The fifth volume that you've there's right there's been five solicited or named, the last one being Char and Sela, and looking at the matching it up with the the wiki entry for the series, Char and Sela looks to be about forty percent of the way into it. So, 
you got to figure. Whew, yeah, you're you're looking at probably twelve volumes. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. That is awesome. That is all so all cool. Imagine them all lined up on the shelf. Man, that's a couple of feet nice of goodness. Like yeah, but what I'm saying, the first chapter, couple chapters are very intense. Uh, Char uh, or Char sends a. Uh, uh, a boarding party onto one of the the, the sides because he like ninja he, style yeah and they infiltrate the which is cool where you get these gigantic like uh, like building sized robots that are like stealth and like sneaking in trying to be ninjas it, it's almost a race against time because the federation has these two mobile suits well you don't know that there's two of them but I mean the 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 principality doesn't know that there's two of them but they get in there and they they had they're so massive they have to be transported on these gigantic flatbed rail cars cars and um they managed to to blow the shit out of one of them but as the other one's being transported it falls off the rails and it just so happens that the uh one of the one of the main characters whose father actually designed in part the mobile suit is in the area and these zakus are blowing the shit out of the out of the buildings and the people i mean they don't they just do not care they want to get this mobile suit take it back and reverse engineer it right so the kid gets in the mobile suit and he has no idea how to operate this thing until his father who's life is being threatened to begin with i mean under the gun he communicates with him in the cockpit tells him what to do and the kid just gets out and the mobile suit is so powerful that this kid starts taking out the zakus i mean he's got the beam sabers and he's ripping into them it's just, oh, carnage all over the place but it, the way it's drawn it's like a goddamn ballet honest to god isn't it it's beautiful it is it's, it's stunning i love it but gundam that's like just my so soft you- spot come on Dude, so you know the first four are all due out this year. Awesome. I'm just checking now. Well, they will be mine. So, I just pre-ordered all those bitches. <laughs> and they're yeah. reasonable oh, and too. The are they like March of next? If you year, so. if you get them uh, on Amazon, they're like what twenty two bucks or twenty one or something as a twenty two dollars thirty three cents. And the pre-order ones look like they're less than twenty. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Speaking of pre-orders, I've stopped pre-ordering the dark horse eerie and creepy archives from amazon because the damn price went up the discount went down uh yeah. we used to get them for like about 20 22 dollars 23 dollars they're nowhere near that now there so i'm getting them through dcbs like i should have been in the first place mm-hmm. so yeah because that's one series i'm not going to stop either i'm not going to rest until all those creepies and eeries are done and they're all yeah. mine so no How much longer you have to go? Uh, Creepy 16 just came out this week, and Eerie's on 13. So you yeah. figure five issues um, a volume. Sure. Creep, Creepy and Eerie both lasted into like 120 wow. around there. So yeah, there's there's a little bit way to little ways to go still. Forever, yeah. Nah, it's worth it, man. Well, th- don't 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 forget. Warren reprinted a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. when uh, even if a if, if an, an issue of Eerie Creepy had one original story or two original stories, they're not going to reprint the whole thing. They'll just say the rest of this issue appears in volume two. That's what dark, good about Dark Horse. They won't reprint the stuff like Warren did. Okay. So yeah. So you'll get in, you'll get more than five issues in some of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah. David, what you reading? Uh, something that came out today. Uh, I read uh, X Men number two. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't get around to reading it yet. Is it good? It is good. It uh, picks up right where we left off with the first issue. Still looks gorgeous. It's only a three-chapter opening arc, uh, so we're at the halfway point in the story. Um, or the story's two-thirds over, but it... Um, Do we get it, any inkling on where the heck this kid came from? Uh, no. That's mysterious, isn't it? It's... Um, I mean, Sublime explains why he was following Jubilee, uh, how uh, his sister showed up at the uh, at the school um, is is basically Jubilee's fault. The um, of course, but the the uh-huh. it, it uh, there's there's a lot. I mean, I I almost thought it was double sized by the time I was finished with it because a lot happens at the beginning of the issue and then uh, and and there is like little bit of cleanup or, or the team has like a, I wouldn't call it a breather because of what they're doing but between the first act and and the last act of the book but uh, it is it's still good I mean I'm I'm still all in it it, it still looks great it, it's still uh, it, it's a pretty funky story and and uh, yeah I mean I don't know every character that that's in it when when we're talking about the students at the school but it's um there it that's not what's important so so it's okay to not be bogged down with little caption boxes that says who this character is and what their power may be it's just you know we're just we're we're if if you're if you're buying an all-female x-men book you probably know who the main players are (laughs) and it's because you're already (laughs) getting the other x-men books so that's where you want to get any extras as far as their universe goes but this is just um it's it's like female expendables. You just the this is why you're you're because Quapel draws some some very fetching women and and it just it's a it's a pretty funky story. I mean and, and it's a story that's that's not what I would be used to in in an X Men book and and it's just it's I like it. I I really really do. I definitely recommend this this Brian Wood. Quapel and company. My cousin. Yeah. It's the, it's certainly a different voice in the X universe. That's for damn sure. The book yeah. has a, a very different feel than uh, you know Uncanny or uh, Wolverine the X Men, which is the the most outlandish X book I think I've read in a long, long time. Yeah, but I I, I like what Woods doing with it. Yeah, and it's it odd because I friggin' hate Storm, but I he's know, he's making uh, me not hate Storm. But, but exactly. Everybody has like. Um, an equal voice. There's no um, nobody is 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 a a lesser character because you know they they're they're doing. I mean, even Rogue, who basically comes in to punch punch things. Yeah, she's still not. She's not the grunt. She's still whatever Wood has her saying. Still, still has weight. Still plays a part. So there's no there's no room for just anything extraneous Every, everything right. serves a purpose and and it 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 moves along at a great clip and and i can't emphasize how great it looks but it is it's it's a very enjoyable um i don't know if i'd say it's under the radar but it is i mean if, if someone's all x-men out and i'm already buying every book i don't need to buy one more i 
I would argue that you probably would want this one just because it it is different Unique. than, than yeah. the other. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think there's two, well, there's three must-buy X-Men books. And that's odd for me to say that. It just boggles my mind that I'm even saying that. All uh, new X-Men. All new X-Men, definitely. This, this X-Men book and Wolverine and the X-Men. I'm getting tired of talking about it, but Jason Aaron's kind of blown me away. Remember back in the day, Claremont owned Kitty Pride. I can't read a Kitty Pride story without thinking about Claremont's take on it, or at least feeling what he did with that character. Same mm-hmm. thing with Storm, and to a lesser extent, uh, Ileana. Those three characters are, for me, those are Claremont's girls. Mm-hmm. Claire, uh, Jason Aaron is owning Rachel Summers. Yeah, that's true. He he's making that character. He's taking her out of the the, the hound. Um, always living in the shadow of, of Gene and, and, you know, he, he's making Rachel a, a bona fide, unique character again. And that's great. And she kicks ass in that book. It's true. She's smart too. Yeah. Yeah. She's not tortured by that. I mean, they mentioned the, the past, you know, cause she's, I mean, she's got the scars, right? Yes. But she's not that tortured character that was always friggin' whining. Oh, I was led around on a leash. You know, it's like, come on. Get over it. <laughs> Man up. Really? Woman up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Christopher, I know you want to talk about something, right? Um, have you guys read The Wake? First issue. Not yet. I read the first uh, one. Yeah, it, intro, nice introductory first issue. Yeah. Um, not for sure what to what to make up make of it, but that's that's not a bad thing. That's uh, gave me enough to to want to come back. Uh, a story that that definitely goes uh, across a lot of uh, a lot of different uh, times. Uh, you know, far into the future. You know, far, far, far into the past, and in a modern day tale, um, all um, very marine oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, read, read the story; it's I'm not even going to get into the plot. Um, the, the art the sucks, art, though. though. The art sucks. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Sean Murphy. No, it, so yeah. it's automatically awesome, and that's that's the thing is that you can just look at these at these pages and they're just so so gorgeous this is um um scott snyder writing sean murphy on art and it's um scott snyder's um uh return to to vertigo after i guess you call it a very brief absence from american vampire so uh it's good to see him doing uh another uh, another project at at vertigo because i vertigo needs more um more new projects uh, in my opinion yeah um so nice to see nice to see scott snyder doing something there and anytime anytime sean murphy does something it's uh uh, comics are better because of it so it's a 10 issue series uh first issue definitely enough to get me back for the second one if nothing else than just for uh, sean murphy's art but uh looks you know very much a, a mystery um you know kind of a uh a science mystery book I would say. Issue it's... two came out today. Cool. Yeah. I will read it. Alrighty, I wow. will. Yes. They're double um, shipping. <laughs> is is uh is it is it American Vampire Scott Snyder or Severed Scott Snyder? 
neither. Uh, I, I think it's less severed than it is American Vampire, though. And what did, did you not like severed? I didn't. I no, nah, not really. No, not not really? especially mm-hmm. towards the end. Yeah, it, it, I I had I enjoyed it at the beginning based on what you were saying about it, but mm-hmm. I wasn't. Um, it was I didn't hate it. Right, yeah, but it wasn't... Yeah, I, I thought uh, it was a fine period piece horror story. Yeah. Not even a horror story. A, 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 creepy. Coming it was there. creepy, yeah, yeah. It was a, a tension story. Um, um, no, I thought, I, I, I thought Severed was fine. Um, uh, I don't think it's going to go in the, the pantheon of, of must-read comics. Yeah, but, right, because so, when you say American Vampire, you're like, oh, oh see right, that... But, but, but at least... But, but it's not done also, yet. That's well. That's what I'm saying. Just based on the first issue you read, but is yeah. it? But but severed wasn't Snyder's solo writing, so I don't know how much of um, his voice actually came through the book. But it, it just it, it's, it's it's Snyder. It's Snyder's voice, and okay. and um. But it, you're, I mean, you're you're buying this book to look at Sean Murphy's art. Yeah, for the most part. But you know, it's in the the writing is going to be uh, of a sure. certain. You know, uh, quality when you got Scott Snyder's name on the front of it. Yeah, I mean, and the first, honestly, the the first issue was really just kind of some setup. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it, we'll see what happens with. The, I, there's not enough there to judge yet at, at this point. I mean, the dialogue was fine, and and yeah, the 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 setup is more than capable. You're buying it to look at Sean Murphy's art. Now, I'm I have a feeling that as the series progresses that you know there's obviously something there if it's a 10 issue story and they're going to do some neat stuff so yeah I mean it's I think the the writing is going to be fine we'll see what happens with the story I'm not going to not going to prejudge it one way or the other but uh you know it's it's a creative team that has worked together in the past and I love their work on American Vampire together so yeah. um I'm I'm in I'll ride this one out I'll buy the hardcover Oh, you'll buy the hardcover of this, but you don't want the damn Gundam hardcover. I just mm. ordered it, bitch. Oh, look at you! Oh, oh did Jason? I hope if, we don't. If I, if I don't like this. it, you're, you're back. You're back in the box. That's okay. I, I like it in the box. Mm-hmm. It's comfortable. But anyway, David, um, if after the first issue of Severed, I was a bit deflated um, in in my anticipation of of future issues. But with the issue number one of the Wake, I'm um, enthusiastic about the Very rest cool. of it. So there you go. If you want okay. to take that as a no, that's that that's fine. I yeah. it that's it, it, continued. It wasn't something that I I felt like oh I I can't wait to read the next issue. It was just one yeah. Of I would agree. I think that's his weakest work that I've read. But he he's I mean, but he's had a lot of, lot of I mean yeah. Of it's, his track record is not yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hesitate. To read a Scott Snyder book based on Severed, so right. yeah, DC should put him on a high-profile superhero book mm-hmm. one of these days. Yeah, really? Why not? Take a yeah. risk. You know? Something like, some like you know Booster Gold or something. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, Nightwing. Put him on Nightwing. That'd be awesome. Ain't he gonna die? Uh, who cares? Okay. Do we really care about no, Nightwing? Just, uh, I mean, no, come no. on. I don't get it. I really don't get it. They killed Cable. Huh? They set up this whole. Villains Month. Villains United. Yeah, and I guess the 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 focus is going to be somehow Nightwing in in some capacity. (sighs) They should should redo Underworld Unleashed. It's about time. Maybe uh, what was his name? Necron. Neron. 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 Yeah. Narcolept. I don't know what his (laughs) name is. Blondie. 
Yeah, Blondie. Hey, they had this with a tweet, Jason. Yeah, so Jerry McDade would like to know that he wants to know, would we go to New York Comic Con if it wasn't conveniently located? So this quality Trump overcrowding? It's a great well, question. But, but, I mean, Heroes, I, I'd love to go to Heroes, and that's quality, but it's not centrally located. So I guess the answer is, would I, do I go because it's centrally located? Yeah, I, I guess. But it's also Reed, and I know Reed. Mm-hmm. Puts on good shows, yeah. and it, it's mm-hmm. a chance for me to, to to hang with at least some of you, except for last year. So, I I don't know. But it's New York. It's, I I, I would I would go to New York just to to walk around Times Square once and then go home. I don't need an excuse, to, right? Yeah. I don't need an excuse that, to go that, to New York. I'll go any time. That's my problem with New York Comic Con, and I've gone there numerous times, and I love it, and I always enjoy myself there. When I go to New York now, I the last thing I want to do is go inside to a comic book convention for three days. When I go to New York, I want to go to New York. Hmm. Uh, you know the yeah, it, I can understand that. You know, it's I, I want to. You know, I'll go to the I'll go to the show for a day, but after that, I'm I'm I want to go out and and hang out in one of the greatest cities in the world. Um, one of. <laughs> it's what the well, second uh you know Tokyo. <laughs> right, I got it. Uh, Tokyo. <laughs> I'm gonna die there. Oh, the, the Paris of the West, sir. Uh, <laughs> um, uh but I, I wanna go to I'm I'm with David. He mentioned uh heroes. I wanna go to heroes. Yep. Yeah, Never I been. mean I think the simple answer to the question is yes. Uh and I I go because it's New York and convenient and I live right yeah. here. Yeah. I, I would Put it this way: Having been in New York every every year, save for the one, um, if it was any further away than twenty three miles, I wouldn't go. Wow, it's it's gotten crazy. I think it's. I mean, it's almost as large as San Diego now. It's gotten, yeah, yes, yeah, San it's Diego. Not, the East, right? I mean, it's it's been years since Saturday was fun. It's expensive. You're not getting any deals on any merchandise yeah, or that's art. true. You're right. It's, you're you're waiting I, in massive lines. It's like I'm I'm more excited to be honest for Baltimore, for the con part, and now I'm I'm excited for New York again because it's a chance for all of us to hang out, and I'd be fine with even to your point, Vince. This year, maybe on Saturday we go do some stuff in the city instead of spending the whole day at the con. I mean, Works yeah, for like me. Yeah. But my but but so what I was saying is is I'm more excited for the con of Bal- of Baltimore, like. Like putting aside the social stuff that we'll do in New York, which would be fun. I'm like I'm more juiced about that because because I've heard such great things about it. And again, it's another show. It's not quite the size of Heroes, but it's another show that gets great artists. The artists love to go. It's a very art centric show. There's actually I've I've heard repeatedly it's a great shopping show, and it's been a long time since I've been to a good shopping con. So for yeah, the real. small shows. There's something to be said for these small shows, man. I mean, you know. Um, I've never been to Heroes, and I, I'm I'm like you guys. I every year it comes along, and I'm like, man, I, I need to get to that. I mean, the art auction alone sounds like it's worth going mm-hmm. to. Um, yeah. I think I'd love the to best... go to Emerald City at some point. Yeah, great show, great um, show. The best you know? shopping experience we've had as a group, I think, was the last time we were all together at Wizard World. Mm-hmm. Why well, was that? Was, I've those were those, those were traditionally so. great shopping shows. Yeah. And yeah, it's yep. Yeah, it's just it's and maybe it's the first C two E two was was decent, but it didn't compare mm-hmm. shopping wise to Wizard World. There were buys no. to be had everywhere. Oh, uh, those those Wizard shows. I mean, they were they were at at their peak. Those were 
awesome cons because they were great shopping shows, but it was still a big convention. It was the the Midwestern convention. I mean, and this was before New York, so it was you know not that long ago. Certainly, you know, Wizard World Chicago was the second largest comic book convention in the country. Not that long ago, you know, it's before New York Comic Con. That was number two, and then, and then things really changed over the last few years. But uh, um, yeah, yeah, I, I want to go. I, I've heard that Phoenix puts on a good show. I uh, WonderCon before they before they moved uh, out of San Francisco. That was a really fun show, and so we'll see if they if they come back to the Bay Area because it looks like. Um. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, of course, I'd love to go see the Image Expo. That would be cool. Get to hang out with Ron. That's right. Run by our man Ron Richards. That's mm-hmm. right. Hook us up. So, he actually has a USC live tweet of why I'm not going to Image Expo. It's, <laughs> the, it's a one day show in the other side of the country, but <laughs> other than that, like to, yeah, it's hard to sort of justify. Um, but I'm sure it will be awesome. Uh, let's see. Hassan would like to know what our favorite image. Newly, uh, new image comic series of 2013 is. So, Lazarus, I haven't read it yet. No, uh, damn, there's new to me for 2013 because Manhattan Projects was last year, right? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Wow, this uh, is disappointing. I can't think of one, really. Mm-hmm. That's because you're so Marvel centric. Marvel now, yeah, uh. Um, Profit? That was 2012, right? Oh, no, no, no. That was 11, I think. Oh. Um, yeah, it's a couple yeah, of years now, dude. Yeah, that was, that was announced, and then, yeah. But, um... Oh, was, uh, was Revival this year, or was that last year? Last no, that, year. Was, that was last year, I think, too, yeah. yeah okay. uh, I did... I am dying to read Lazarus, though. I gotta get that. Yeah. I did turn around a little bit on sex. Just a little. Okay, good. I, I don't think it's as... Oh, the, ba- the, the bounce. I didn't read that. That's yeah. good. You'd like it. That's, that's a couple well, for, for, me, for me, it's only two issues in, but uh, East of West is... is Thank you. Yes! Jesus okay, Christ. there you yes. go. You have to that's swear, true. David. <laughs> three, three issues. Yeah, that's three absolutely issues. right. Yes. Three issues, right. That's what I was thinking, because, yeah, I was thinking of Hickman in it. Okay, thank you. Well, you're welcome. Yes. Ron is like... Oh, Thank God they said something. I know, he was probably dying. He's like, yeah, really. What's the right now? What the F? He's not doing his job. Come on, Ron. <laughs> That's a bit of stuff. Really? Let's get some quality books out. There is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of quality books, I got mm-hmm. one. What you get? I didn't want to gang up the the uh, the Japanese stuff like. Hot on the heels of Jason. Well, to be Chris, fair, you didn't know I was going to talk about manga. I did not know. No, I didn't. I knew you were going to. Right. Um, I read uh, a brand new stateside translation of a work from one of my all-time favorite uh, mangaka. And I talked about one of his books a while back, and I think a couple of you liked it. This is published by Viz Comics, but it was originally published uh, in Japan by uh, Iki Comics. It's a semi-autobiographical tale from the creator of Gogo Monster. I think you guys read that, right? Didn't you? Uh, I didn't, but I think Chris did. And 
I don't mm-hmm. think I did. You didn't read Gogo Monster, Chris, when I was gushing about it. Um, mm-hmm. He also created uh, Tekken Kingcrete, which is also known as Black and White, number five, and a whole bunch of other books. It's uh, Taiyo Matsumoto. Uh, and the name of the book is called Sunny. Wait, no. Which one? What were you asking me? Gogo Monster. Gogo Monster. Good. No. no okay. No. All right. Um, this is published in, I think, two formats because I have a hardcover of this uh, first volume, and I believe there's a softcover version available too, as well as digital uh, editions. But this book kind of exists in this um, eerily similar, same but kind of different universes, Gogo Monster. I mean, it focuses on kids again, uh, and, and it takes place predominantly in in this uh, Hoshino children's home which is a repository for these cast-off and discarded children. Oddly enough, though, the reason why I said it was semi-autobiographical is because Matsumoto's childhood was spent uh, in similar conditions. He was bounced around a lot like these children. So you, you have a group of, of kids, cast-offs, in, in, a, in a home, and, and you're thinking, well, why is it called Sunny? That's certainly not a sunny outlook for, for children to be, to be, you know, put in a group home essentially but i'll get to that in a little while matsumoto's pretty pretty sly because the cast is large you got a lot of kids running around um so how does he introduce all these characters to the reader well he does it through this child named say uh this uh bespeckled kind of introverted kid uh who we get to see his parents actually dropping him off at this kid's home and uh, the kid has a baseball hat on. He pulls it down kind of kind of low, and he's got glasses on. And he just has this look on his face like his whole entire world is being just stripped away. He's he's losing everything. He's losing his parents. And, and it's it's through this, this, this kid that we're introduced to the cast, right? Um, so it's it's not all orphans. I guess... Is um, his last name what? <laughs> no. Uh you just derailed me his um <laughs> his, his um they, these kids are not all orphans like they do have parents it's just that there are various conditions with the parents that f- sometimes force them to put their children in this home like there's a a, a boy named junsuke uh, there's this precocious little kid. He's got wild hair, long fingernails. His nose is always running. He's got this perpetually dripping snot down his face. And he's always like snorking at it, you know? He, he's, he's infatuated with shiny things. Um, to the point where, like, one of the kids has a pair of chopsticks with, with this shiny inlay on it. He steals them and, and he reluctantly gives them back when he's called out on it. But this Junsuki, his, his mother is, like, chronically ill and can't take care of her two children. He has a brother named Shosuki, uh, a younger brother who's always looking for four-leaf clovers. Well, why is he looking for four-leaf clovers? Because he thinks that the four-leaf clovers are somehow going to magically alleviate his mother's illness. Like, if I bring these to my mom in the hospital, she'll get better, you know? So, and that's largely, there's instances like that with every kid. Um, there, there's a, a kid named Haruo. Uh, he is the, like the bad seed. This mischievous, gray-haired, 
never never do well in training i mean he's he's on the fast track to a street thug you know what i mean he's but he sleeps with a jar of nivea lotion because the smell reminds him of his mother and and it, and it calms his nerves um and and he's deeply infatuated with the grandson of the old dude that runs the place like this kid comes and he's obviously 20 something so the the kids look up to him and uh this haruo haruo i should put the right accent on there right haruo uh, is is really attached to the kid to the point where he spends like a lot of time with him and he says ah, I can't wait to tell the other kids that you spent all your time with me and uh, the 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 grandson has really no place to, to to sleep when he comes to the school so he bunks with this kid and they're laying there and uh, he has the jar and he's like what's that dude he's like what's my mom gave me this and and when I smell it it reminds me of her and he's like well don't don't you ever want to you know see your mother i guess all the kids get the one the kids that are able to get one day a month to visit their their parents right and he's like well can't you wait to to go see your mother he's like nah man i'd rather spend time with you he's like really you don't want to spend time with your mother and the kid who is wise beyond his years said says it's too hard because i have to leave her yeah, I get to spend a, a you know a couple hours with her, but it's it's almost like torture because I know at the end of those those hours I'm gonna have to let her go again, and it, and it's the same for for all these these other kids. There's a kid named named Kenji, an older boy. Uh, he's he's far older than the other kids, and I think that's he's kind of jaded and pessimistic because he's he's been there longer, right? He's experienced more of that kind of life than the, the rest of the kids, but. He he has more contact with his his parents than the other children. His father's a stinking drunk. Um, his teeth look like a bad picket fence. He's disgusting. He he goes to his house and there's like food and shit all over the place. And uh, Kenji's sister also lives in the at the Hoshino home. They they saved their money. Like they, they Kenji delivers papers. The sister does stuff. They they save their money. And gave it to their father to fix his teeth, and the bastard took the money and lost it gambling. You know, so pretty bleak, right? Um, there's this simple-minded, morbidly obese behemoth uh, named Taro. Little, well, more than a little touched in the head. The 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 the, the kid's a simpleton, right? But he's gigantic, and and he spends his whole day singing songs about the sea. To, to everyone and no one at all. I mean, he'll just stand in the yard looking out into nowhere and singing about the sea. What? <laughs> you know, it's, it's exceedingly bleak, right? But there, the, the reason why the book is called Sunny, and, and here's the hook, there is a Nissan, a yellow Nissan Sunny 1200, uh, a car, which may or may not run, that is um on the the grounds of the the children's home and they use this car as like a, a momentary escape hatch from from reality they get in there like when uh, uh haruo is is in the car he imagines himself as this gangster and he's shot and he's running from the the cops and and he you know he's dying and he, they, they 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 come up with these fantasy situations that they enact in the car um Kenji hides porn in the glove box. 
and and the kids look. Well, it's not really porn. It's just like a girly magazine, um, and and the kids look at it, and you know, it's like, you know, so it, it's a, it's a way to escape all this drudgery and this this bleak outlook on life. But back to say the kid that gets there and he we're introduced to the rest of the cast. This kid will not let go of his his prior life, and. Um, He's so optimistic that he's going to one day return to his mother that the, the, like the despondency in this kid's eyes. There's one panel that, uh, Matsumoto renders where the, the, somebody asks him, like, well, how do you like living here at, uh, Hoshino? And the kid just says, this is not my home. This, this will never be my home. I'm, I'm not going to stay here forever. Uh, and it's really cool. Uh, the longer the kids reside at the school, I guess they're, they're, the, the dialect of Japanese that they speak where they came from is a certain dialect. But when they get to the school, being there for so long, their dialect changes to match the area in which the school, uh, is located. So, you know, like if you're from Pennsylvania and you go live in Jersey for 20 years, you pick up those little Jerseyisms, right? Or, or say Brooklyn, you start to speak like the natives after a while. But this kid won't do it. He, he refuses to relinquish that, that hook to where he came from. And, and they notice it too. They're like, Hey, say he's been here a while. How come he's, 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 he's not talking like us? Like he'll, he'll say a certain word in, in the Yokohama dialect, but they, they, they sometimes don't understand what he's talking about because that's not the way they speak. And he will not let go. He won't. And, and, uh, that, that one panel that Matsumoto renders when the kid says, this is not my home, it breaks your heart. I mean, he looks right at, he's looking right at you as if the kid knows that you're, you're, you're present in like that fourth wall thing where, where you can, he can actually see you. He looks at you and you say, this is not my home. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Um, but it's pretty cool because when it, when a kid disregards the rules, uh, you know, uh, he's put in this, uh, rainbow class, they call it, which in one of the characters' words, it's this black hole of stupidity for only the slowest of kids. And so, like, when everybody else is, is in class, you know, learning their times tables and fractions, like real world applications, the rainbow kids are, are drawing pictures or making, like, little clay figures, and it's usually, uh, Haruo that's in this class because he's just like a he's a bad seed right um, which is well, the reason why I say it's cool is because Matsumoto's number five series which is awesome features um, a rainbow council of characters so these and one of those characters breaks away from the council that's the whole crux of the of the story it leads me to believe that somehow I haven't found it yet but Matsumoto's works may all be linked. That's really cool, and I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate that s- somehow in the future. But like I said, one day a month, the kids get to visit their homes. They get to a little bit of pain and a little bit of pleasure uh, simultaneously. They get to see their their families, and then they have to come back to this this school, um, this group home. But I mean, it's so brilliantly done. It's amazing. It, it's it's heartbreaking and it's uplifting at the same time because through all this bullshit that these kids have to go through, they're discarded like detritus. Get in there. We don't have any room in our lives for you. They never let go. None of them. 
there there's that there, that's part of where the sunny comes from it's not only the car it's there's a there's a, a ray of sunshine somewhere in all these kids lives that they just will not relinquish it's a great book you got to check this out uh matsumoto's a a master he really is the 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 illustration style is just breathtaking it does not look labored at all it just throws down baby beautiful brushy lines and gray tones and it's just goddamn gorgeous and uh if you're if you you know you're looking to break into manga you want to try it out no robots no panty shots in this at all it's 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 uh it's a worthwhile read you know where's it going i don't know I don't know where it's going, but uh, the journey of this first volume is is worth it because these character portraits that that Matsumoto paints they're just amazing. You know these kids when you finish this book. It's great. Cool. Yeah. There you go, Sunny. I don't know how long I'm, it's. I'm reading the Gundam. The Gundam first. Yeah, that's that's more action oriented. You you you'll like that. But uh, if you're looking for like, uh, pardon me. No, I'm not. But everybody likes action. Hell, Pacific Rim is going to make a boatload of money. I'm excited to see that. I love the part where the robot smashes the monster's face. And you see the jawbone come flying at you. It's, that is crazy. You don't see that, Godzilla. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you do not. Dude, Vince, do you think that uh, you think like Bandai is going to make uh, Pacific Rim? Uh, I don't know. I think um, Sideshow's doing them. Mm. And there's three mecha and one monster, which is very disappointing because if I had my way, there'd be one mecha and, and, and three monsters. But Well, I think there should be like... There should be like... All of as them. As many as... Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah, but, yeah, that's one of those things where you got, yeah, three, quote, heroes and one monster to fight. They got to be fighting the same monster? Give me a break. Uh, but Wait, is there only one type of monster in the movie? No, there's many monsters in the movie. Oh, That's why I was yeah, one. Okay. One of them, the the monster that I saw, the uh, prototype from it, it is a homage of sorts to uh, Gamera villain, Gyron. You know the guy with the blade for his head. Yes, that's it's kind of a takeoff on on Gyron, which is really cool. I mean, he knows his roots, I guess. So it remains to be seen. But the the mecha are nice, but it's. Uh, it, they're not. I don't think they're Japanese. I don't think they're Japanese. I'm sure there'll be Japanese versions of them by a bunch of companies, but I don't know. I just I wasn't thrilled with what I saw. Put it that way. You mean from Sideshow? Yeah, yeah. If that is yeah, the company that's I'm not where I was. I was hoping we'd get a Japanese, you know, yeah. company like that's that's savvy in the ways of the mecha. That's right. All right. Well, either way, I'm psyched for the movie. It's going to be crazy. Hell yes. I hope it does well, man. How could it not do well? In the shuffle. No, no way. Uh-uh, nope. This is, it, it's... I don't know, your prognostication for movies hasn't been so loud. Yeah, well, uh, I shit on Superman, it's, it's I know. It's not going to break 150 million. Well. Broken. Oh, it's not? Is it starting to dive? No, it... No, 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 Vince said he didn't think... Uh, it, man, it still already made for almost $400 million. Worldwide. Oh, okay, that's, that's well, good. Good. Well, am I the only one that's seen it so far? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have not seen it yet. I'm gonna, I may over the, like, the fourth... Even though I, mm-hmm. shit, I still have to see Star Trek. Yep. Me too. I'll go see Star yeah. Trek long before I see that Man of Steel thing. Why? I don't want to see it. Okay. I just I just have no interest in, in spending money to see that. Okay. If it's on TV in a couple of years, I'll watch it. Yeah, why not? But I'm not going to pay to see it. Nah. Yeah. I, yeah, I took the seeds to see it. 
Uh, yeah, how'd they like it? They liked it. It's a little long. You know, I have to say, I mean, as as a dad who takes his kids to see these movies, the, the, this tendency to make all these movies like two and a half plus hours long is... Mm-hmm. I, I miss the, you know, it's, a movie can be like an hour and a half, hour 45. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't mind it when uh, it's me going to the movies without right. the kids. That You can make it 12 hours long. I right. don't care. Well, but if if I have to keep that boy in the seat for two and a half hours, it's going to be rough. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Tartram I mean, it's, it's two and a half hours. It's a Superman movie. It's not, it's not a Lord of the Rings adaptation. That's true. I'll tell you what. Um there's nothing going to keep my kids away from Despicable Me too. They are so uh, yes, pumped for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's it's amazing. I thought the first one was great, yeah. but I didn't think yeah. it, it it had that kind of longevity. Where, right. Oh yeah, but no, the kids oh, are. That was a huge hit, dude. I know, yeah. I know. The kids love it. Good for. That was great. I liked that movie yeah. a lot. Yeah, I was going to say uh, the other. I mean, it's a. Uh, my kids and my wife are going to see. Uh, Monsters University tomorrow night, and uh, yeah. between that and Mr. Despicable Me too, they're like they're over the moon. Some of the designs yeah. in Monster uh, U, they're, they're really sharp. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Pixar. Yeah, yeah. Pixar needs a uh, yeah. I think Pixar needs this one to be. Yeah, I, think, I feel like they've lost a little smidge of their mojo since they this last go around. Uh, I think they need to. But brave. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean. The last few, really. Cars 2 was was an abomination. That was the first legitimately bad Pixar movie, I think. Yeah. Um, Y'all pumped for Planes? No. (laughs) Planes. Planes. Um, Cars 3? No, they're they're making the Planes, yeah. They're making the Planes. Uh, Is that the same universe? Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, no. Of all the things to try to be your next Toy Story, it's going to be the Cars universe. (laughs) Yeah. I'm out when they get those to the train. Those toys sold so. like fucking crazy, though. Yeah. Those die-cast cars, like those toys yeah. are hot commodities. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I'm up for Monsters, Inc., and I'm up for, uh, or Monsters U and uh, Despicable Me. I'll, I'll go see those. See, it's it's tough in the summer for us because Renee is not going to give up any days to mess around in, in the garden to, to go sit in, in the dark. Yeah, that's how bad she was like, we went to see Man of Steel, and she's like, it's summertime. The pool's yeah. open. The beach is open. I'm like, right, but that doesn't like. You, you know, you guys can leave them home, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but see, I wouldn't be able to go see Despicable Me or Monsters U without her. Would lie. Tell her you're going to see lie. something else. Yeah, yeah dude, but, don't but, be forthcoming. Her was like, well, there is a drive-through. A drive. You know what I really want to see? You know, is is a I must drive in. The Purge. That is an idea I've had in my head for a long time. Is, is that still playing in, in, in the theaters? I've heard. It, I've heard it's mediocre, but they're making. Well, I'm sure it is. I mean, it's not. This isn't going to be. But but I, I love the concept, though. Yeah, it is. It is unique. Yeah, it's a brilliant concept. Don't be the hawk. Hey, throw me a tweet. Uh, I wish I could throw it right in your face. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Like you could tell. Like we get a lot of repeat. Like repeat or like questions. Like people ask the same. That's okay. Before. They can't remember them all. Uh, it's true. It's true. Let's see. Um, the new boy wonder uh, would like to know. Um, do you guys feel that you're at your peak uh, in terms of being involved in conventions in the industry as a whole? Mm-hmm. I hope not. I think a a peak. Um, ain't, ain't there lots of peaks? 
invalid. <laughs> you know, there's philosophical. A, there's, a, there's, there's an unanswered answer. It's, uh, um, yeah, because I, you know, no, I, I, I think that we still have, I think we still have a lot of fun to have. I think that it's always changing, and I think that to say that you have have reached a, a high water mark, you know, I, I hope that we still have other high water marks yeah. to, to reach. I think uh, uh, peaks are pretty much relative. Um, I fanboy 2011 peak is nowhere near our peak. I mean, they, they're, they're monsters, right? 2011, 2012, they were, you know, but we went to um, a couple of conventions and we do some stuff and I think that works for us. It depends. It all depends on what you're shooting for, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm shooting to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I guess I spend time with friends, and you know, if if those friends happen to be um, comic book creators, that's great. That's not my my goal is not to um, you know drink beers with Joe Casada, you know, and it's so you know from a peak standpoint, I yeah, I guess this is like the best because I have I, I have you three knuckleheads that I talk to every week and and other friends that are like real friends so yeah, yeah it, it depends on what your definition of peak is um, influence in the industry uh, ability to move books um, you know being able to, to drop an email to you know a high, a high profile creator and and say hey you know can we talk and you know it's like, man I, I ran that rat race for a long time and it was fun and I loved it and it's something I'll never ever want to give back but um but we uh, have all that yeah exactly and I'm much happier talking to to you guys or or Sal or you know hey now don't get crazy yeah <laughs> it's you know, for but, real you know, you know it's like we've had you know having having Dave Wachter on was an absolute thrill because dave is a guy that you know that that goes back to the beginnings of of me podcasting and so that was kind of a little nostalgic you know walk for me and just great to um you know to talk with him so yeah but i think we have to reiterate from the get-go we never intended to rule the world so to speak i mean we just set out to have fun and i think that is the one thing that manages to attract listeners yeah, the, the, yeah, the, so. the fact that there's nothing premeditated about this, obviously, right? Uh, we do, we just sit here once a week, chew the fat with each other because we love each other and we love comics, and that's all we pretty much really need. The fact that we get a convention every now and then, that's that's just gravy. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. I would yeah. agree with that. I mean, I would also say too, at least speaking personally, I think that the the industry's feels feels better now than it did when we started the show and that 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 excites really me. i think oh, yeah, so very much so sales way back up digital is kicking ass and it's not killing the stores i mean sales for printed comics are at a decade high oh are then, they really okay. oh yeah and i, then, I haven't and then digital and then digital is is another revenue stream so everybody's happy okay um you know i think we're getting out of that that exclusive rat race, you're getting lots of smaller you publishers know. that are thriving. I mean, I just think it's an exciting yeah. time. Marvel's doing amazing work. I just think it's, uh, yeah. I think, so I just, I'm excited about the industry. I'm. Yeah, I feel. I feel like we spent like a decade of everyone trying to make a movie pitch, or or thinking that that movies were going to be the big 
boon of comics, and it looks like people were making comics again to make mm-hmm. comics. That's the thing. It's uh, Jason said Marvel's doing great work. They are, but it more to the point. It seems like the Marvel creators are actually having fun at what they do, sure. in, instead of you know the drudgery of trying to to create top selling books. I think that's on the back burner. Well, I mean, it's always a concern, right? But I think the, the, the major concern is just to create some fun stories that people are going to connect with. And if they sell a bazillion copies, then all, you know, that's great. But it doesn't seem to be the, the driving force of Marvel is to dominate. I'm sure double shipping contradicts everything I'm, I'm saying, but, um, they're they're doing great stuff, man. It just seems like there's a party going on behind the scenes. The the, the books just drip with fun. It's true. There's a party in my pants. Everybody's coming. Uh, short party. Uh, short. Party. Yeah. Jim Dietz, Mr. Yoda Jones, would like to uh, know. Uh, it's a it's a couple quick hitting questions. So Velma or Daphne? Hmm. Daphne for me. Um. I uh, yeah. I mean. I'm sure there's something going on with Vilma and she's all stuffy and, and, and buttoned up to the top. Yeah, but she don't smell fresh down there. You right, can tell. That's the thing. Yeah. She's got that long And she's also not shorn. She's yes. ragged. You guys yes. trying to be contrarians. No, but how about this? Betty or Veronica? Dude, can I finish the guy's question? Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. It wasn't, it's not a complex answer. Lois or Lana? Oh. Are we going by the show or the comic? Uh-oh. Whatever you want to go by. If we're going by the show, um, Chloe. Yeah, Chloe. <laughs> I will remain faithful, faithful to my wife. You pigs. Why? <laughs> this is fantasy, dude. You're not gonna get caught. <laughs> uh, I would take uh, Lana in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over Lois. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Wait from the sure. show. It doesn't matter. Doesn't say. Doesn't. I was going to say the the scratchy faced one. Yeah, Lana's kind of misshapen a little bit, but <laughs> oh, she's still pretty. Or Smallville, Smallville. Or, or, oh, I don't, I've never watched Smallville. Oh, um, okay. Scarlet or Baroness? Oh, Baroness. Cover girl. <laughs> the Firefly. Yeah, but come on, back to mine. Betty or Veronica? There's only one right answer. Betty. Damn right, Veronica, clearly. no Betty. Well, of course, Jace is going to oh, Veronica, Veronica. She can go to hell. Keep it in the family. I don't need that kind of upkeep. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and Sabrina trumps them all. Little nose. Uh, what are our um, the Chris? We'll, we'll reengage Chris mm-hmm. with this one. Uh, Stephen Earl Calamari would like to know. Uh, uh, that he's waiting as he as he typed this, he was waiting in line for a freak show. So on that topic, what was uh, for each of us the first concert that we attended? Oh, that's easy. Oh, oh. Well, can I go since yeah. I got an answer? Go. Nineteen eighty mm-hmm. dynasty mm-hmm. tour. Ten year old dynasty tour. I saw Kiss at Madison Square Garden. Wow! Oh, with that's with awesome. my mother. Oh, um, nice. Yep. Uh, buddy of mine, mm-hmm. his mother took him, my mother took me on a bus trip. Nice double date. And my mother was past a joint, and she pleasantly said, no, thank you. <laughs> nice. Yep. Rock on. Yep. I was I was uh, with my mom at both of my first concerts. Um, 
first concert in, in utero. Wow. You're, uh, really? Yeah. Um, was Leonard Skinner opening up for The Who. Holy shit. In St. Louis. Wow. Uh, That's what's, great, Gray. So, that is uh, great, Gray. I obviously was that about 76? Yeah, 73, 70. Uh, it would be late 72. Okay. So, does that make sense? Yeah. You sure? And then my first concert that I went to that I remember was with my mom to see Jackson Brown in the Warriors in Love tour. Hmm. So. That's when he was banging Daryl Hannah, wasn't it? It was about that time. Yeah. That would have been, I want to say that's probably, God, it would have been about 13, 14. So we're talking probably 85. Yeah, eighty-five. So damn young. And then it was uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates and the Big Bang. <laughs> Big nice. Bang, Big Bang Boom tour right after that. Oh my so. goodness. Mm-hmm. So, also with my mom. Thanks, my mom moms. And I, yep, yep, yep. We rocked out. Um, yeah, well, my, I don't know about that. You <laughs> know. <laughs> I love the Jackson Brown. Uh, but my my first concert myself going to like uh friends um have you ever met anyone who claimed that jackson brown was their favorite uh no not really i haven't either I it's kind of kind of no but it's like i do love some jackson brown it's but. like todd rundgren and Bob Seger. I've never heard anyone say, yeah, Todd Rundgren's my favorite, or Bob yeah. Seger. It's just the, people There's like lots. them, but they don't yeah. seem to be at the top of anyone's list. Yeah, it's kind of like Cyclops being your favorite character. Uh, That's messed up. David, what was your first one? Nutshot. Uh, I, th- I, I think Chris said something, but uh, <laughs> the, um, the one that I remember going to in in the 90s, I'm going to say who the lineup was but i'm going to quickly dismiss that as my first and say the one that i actually enjoyed going to a couple of years later i went to go see in the city um see he is like cyclops he's changing history yes I there am. you go uh even though cyclops didn't do that it was uh it the the headliners it you, you do stupid shit for pussy the headliners were the headliner go. was creed or if you are one and uh and and um and I, I, I believe it was uh Fuel who opened for them. But the concert that I actually was excited to go to uh was a a triple threat at the um in Middletown at, at the county fairgrounds. It was um Suicidal Tendencies Ooh. and Danzig. Wow uh, and the main attraction was Metallica. Mother, yes. do you want to That now there's rocking out. So that was that was pretty enjoyable. With your the, um, That's exactly and, right. And it, I'll never forget that uh, in between, um, in between times, in between the suicidal tendencies and 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 dancing sets, um, there was this really fucking fat roadie coming out to, to, to change microphones and shit and someone screamed behind me that you know Glenn really let himself go and I just fucking lost <laughs> oh, it but hilarious. it was uh, but no it was it, it was a good old time and we ended up trying to um, find a place to crash that night because I wasn't driving back home to Yonkers that early in the morning so uh, but there was like a 
Boy Scouts or there, there was some fucking thing going on in in town. So most of the hotels were booked. I don't even remember where the fuck we ended up staying. But it was that was that was a pretty good concert. Yeah, oh, nice. sounds That's good. Awesome. Yes. Uh, I mean, my first concert uh, was uh, Phil Collins. Nice. I was. Uh, I'm sorry. A wee lass. Stop I it. Feel, I feel better about the Jackson Brown thing. Though. See now, yeah. Dude, I fucking love Phil Collins. No joke. He's got no control. Exactly, bro. No, I actually do, but uh, but no, I, I uh, it was. I don't know if it was the Susudio tour or the one right after that, but yeah, my uncle, my aunt, uncle took me. I remember it was uh, like it was a stadium, and I was baffled because I'd never seen anything like it before. Yeah, good times. I did see Tom Chapin in concert, which was fine because yeah, my, you did. My dad was a big Harry Chapin you fan. And- Cool. Most recent concert was uh, when you went to see Kenny G, right? Right, yeah, that was, and that was when um, so Doug got me backstage, so that was good. <laughs> nice. Hey. Playing so, the skin flute backstage. So sleepy. Um, Pretty music. <laughs> hey, Chris Campbell, Mr. Campbell, wants to know, <laughs> not surprisingly, uh, our favorite Ninja Turtle and our favorite Decepticon, and that he loves us. Um, before we give our answers, David, I have to say, ever since you convinced me to watch the Turtles cartoon, the boys are obsessed with it. And as of last week, they asked me if there are Ninja Turtle comics that they could read. Nice. That is the hottest. So I busted out the IDW collection of the original stuff for them. So they've been reading that this week. Awesome. Now that's not yeah. that, that's not too um, graphic or or, nah. or rough. Okay. Um, the Archie classics, if they really want to cartoon it up. Right, right. It's a good point. So, who's everybody's favorite turtle? Well, Leonardo. Yeah, I think I have to go with Leo too. Why? He's the leader. I I kind of I don't lean towards the the wise. They're the leader. Like the wise cracking dumbasses. Yeah, it, mm, I love all the turtles, but there's something about it. maybe because of its I like the color of his bandana the best. I guess. <laughs> Whatever. His mask. From he had a sword. Fellow. He had a badass sword. Yep. All right, that's cool. So we're split. So nice. it's... All right. Poor Raph and Michelangelo. I know. Someone should pick Raph just because they're he, he's the only holdout from the, the original faces. Color, uh, bandana mask. All right, favorite Decepticon? I gotta go uh, Soundwave. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Definitely ain't fucking star screaming his whining ass. Wow, you're raw. I want to be leader. Uh, yeah, no, because I that that was a rocking fucking little. Uh, I love that Walkman transformer with his little panther cassette. It was awesome. And, and the bird, that's that's shit. They were awesome. I want to say Megatron only because, uh, <laughs> but I'm not. My favorite Decepticon is Shockwave by far. He's a dick. He he's he's a true Decepticon, duplicitous. Um, uncaring, incredibly intelligent, bloodthirsty. He and his design, I think, is the best. Shockwave. Uh, trying to think of. Um, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to be different. There's so many freaking Decepticons. It would be crazy if. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I, I got to go with um, just because of the the impact it had on me as a kid. I got to go. With uh, Devastator, which is the combined combined just constructed cops. Yep. Just, just because, what's that? Just alt. Yeah, I remember watching the cartoon <sighs> as a kid, and 
I had never seen a Gestalt robot before, and it blew my mind. And then it was right around my birthday, and we went to Toys R Us, and they actually you could buy that. And I couldn't mm-hmm. believe that you could actually have toys that combined into be a bigger toy. Like it just <laughs> absolutely overwhelmed me with joy. So, dude, speaking of um, combining, do you see what they're doing with Skylanders now? No, dude, we 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 dropped that whole thing like yeah, bad happened. Uh, my kids too. Like this this giant the giant set. They're like after eh. that first round of it, it just became too obvious a money grab. And I right, right. Yeah. But um, with the giants, my kids were cooling on it a lot. The new set that's coming out. You can swap body parts, uh, like you can put the torso on the the legs of another one, and vice versa, and it actually does it on the screen. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty it seems neat. to be working fine for them because they keep coming up more of them. But I, I just think, like for my kids, it just it wasn't a very fun game. Like it was too too thin of a game. They played it and were like, "Oh, there's not much to do." So my kids spend most of the time in the the uh, like the Smash Brothers type battle royal screens like they don't really care too much about the uh the actual um story mode part of the game they just want to beat the shit out of each other in the battle thing so okay yeah but anyway more comics we got any bring it dude as soon as we do the in the travels because i gotta get up and run oh my goodness dude you you would think our listeners don't realize that you are the one that has a two-hour lead on us one hour, one hour, and I'm one running hour a five, and I'm running a 5K on Saturday. Oh, big five K! That's nothing. You could do that. Oh, and sleep through it. Three point one miles, dude. That's nothing. Like you need to have a. You need to sleep early three day three days before your race. Drive that like. Oh, I have to get up. I have to get up and train tomorrow. Okay. Maybe if if we would show up on time. Oh, that's what I was waiting for. Nice. Dude, this is like the eighth week in a row. You've been like, gotta go. You can't go, Chris. We gotta do two and a half hours. No, it's in the contract. No, eight to ten. Eight to ten. Oh my goodness. All right, Mister Mister Anti Drummer, our buddy John would like to know what's the nerdiest thing that we own. Oh God. Um, I own. For two of a, you, it has to be Doctor Who related. So I own a twenty. <laughs> I own. I own a twenty-six foot scarf. Yeah, there's one. There you go. Exactly. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't. I don't qualify uh, anything I own as nerdy. What yeah. would you consider well, nerdy? I think he means it in this loving way. I mean, you know, he's of the same ilk. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I take that question to be like, what would bat, like what would be the most baffling thing that we own that like to to our like friends or family that don't like you know that aren't into geeky things? Like, there would be like, what is that? I got a talking Freddy Krueger doll. That's pretty. That's yeah, pretty nerdy. I, Disturbs me greatly. Who kind of says the same thing? <laughs> Change that battery, dude. I, I like that. Oh. It's not battery operated. It's a pull string. Yikes. Ah. And it's right here on my computer. He sits with me every episode. Oh, huh? It's got a. It's awesome. It's like a uh, foot and a half tall. It's got a. a uh, the sweater is actually a um, crocheted sweater. Oh, shit. It's beautiful. Yeah, what, who ever thought that a child molester would be a good character yeah. to make a toy from for kids? No, he didn't molest him. He just killed him. Well, before I kill you. Yeah, before he was yeah. turned into Freddy Krueger, though. Or the, the well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, he just he, he just took the kids down to the to the boiler room. But Is that a euphemism? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'll show you my boiler. The nerdiest thing. It's a tough question. I mean, it is. I'm, I have something 
right in front of me because it's it's new and it's been sitting on my desk. But I, it's not even I, my coworker when he came back from Mexico, he gave me a, a luchador mask. But even then, <gasps> no kid, like an honest, nice. a, good, a real one. I don't know if anybody actually wore it, but um, or or who it. You need to take a photo of yourself with that thing on. Yeah, right? I don't know if I want to put it on. I don't know. I don't know who may have. Uh, it's like my shoes at DSW. You know, somebody else may have probably. Oh, had I was thinking flag. about you today. Oh shit! My shoelace came untied in the men's room. Oh, there we go. You yeah, you no, throwing throwing it out. It's not just me. I kept it's it. Infect that shit. Did you lick it? <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> no, I paused. Well, actually, my answer would also be: uh, I have a. Uh, I have a, a an, an eagle's mask that I sometimes wear to games. Nice, <laughs> which, which I think is is in, in the sports world. It's a perfectly acceptable thing to do, but I, I think to like someone that like was transported into the our world without quite understanding things, they'd probably think that was pretty wacky. Yeah, I think it's dedication to the team. That's cool. There you go. Yeah, Dan Pua. No shame. We may have heard of him before. Yep. He would like to know, or he firstly he tells us because this is, this is news to me, but he provides a link that Marvel is meeting with Vin Diesel. Oh boy, yeah, I saw that. Like so he back. his next question is, which character can you see him playing? Groot. <laughs> well, why not? He voiced the Iron Giant, so why not? He'd make a good Drax. Well, yeah, Drax he would make a good Drax. They got that voted yes, right. Yes, he would. Yeah, he's already been cast. Um, Batista's playing Drax. Yeah. How about the Absorbing Man? Uh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's a really good one, actually. See, I should be behind all this casting stuff. Sue yeah. Storm. Daka. Dude, the Rhino's ridiculous. Have you seen images of of uh, Giamatti as the Rhino? No. Oh, oh, no. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Give me a yeah, break. but you know who's Electro. Yeah. Yeah. Ray. Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Call <him> Ray. <laughs> Who? <laughs> oh, shit. It's like he did one role. Like yeah, but that, that was his role. He did a good now. job on that. He did. So I call him Ray. Oh, that's fine. It's pretty I think uh, this would be a great demolition man. Yeah. D-Man. That'd be cool. From the... I was thinking of someone from... Maybe from he'll replace Hawkeye in the next Avengers. Oh, there we go. That's... <laughs> She-Hulk. <laughs> Let's make uh, Vin Diesel Wyatt Wingfoot. He might be too tall. Yeah. I guess they're Speaking going at the it two, again. The two-gun two kid, and I mean the modern universe. <laughs> two gun. Willie Lumpkin. Nah. Willie Lump Lump. I don't know. Oh, you know, maybe he's going to be Wonder Man. Oh, Lord. <laughs> 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 you think they'd give him a high-profile character? <laughs> Shit! Uh, I'm not, wear, I'm not wearing that jacket. That's great. Yeah. Maybe he's gonna play Black Panther. Black Wonder Man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Me both, bro. Well, it's good they got Vin Diesel playing him if they do, because nobody wants to hear anything he has to say anyway. Because you won't be able to decipher it w- with Vin doing the lines. Well, I mean, he tends Vin to mumble. Claim that he's black, so I guess he could try and beat yeah. T'Challa. Hmm. I didn't know I that. That whole thing. I mean, I like Vin Diesel, oh, and I think the Fast and the Furious movies are great, but you can't convince me he's black. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really enjoyed him in Find Me Guilty. I thought he was good in that. 
Dude, I, I cannot. I, the movie I'm most disappointed I didn't see while it was in the theater was Fast and Furious Six. <laughs> Super raves about that from the people at work. They're like, "Oh, it was amazing." I haven't seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. Any of them? No, I got. Oh, five was awesome. You can avoid Tokyo Drift. Yeah, you can actually. That's the one you can avoid. <laughs> so you it go. Actually takes place after six. Yeah, yeah. With 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 homegirls uh, vanishing accent. Did we fulfill the uh, requirements of that live tweet? I believe we did. Yes. <laughs> you know who will never vanish? Discount Comic Book Service. There we go. Because uh, they provide us comic fans with the ultimate. most excellent service known to man. 35 to 75% off your favorite funny books and collectibles. Delivered right to your damn door each and every month. If you have an order edition or change, they don't care. They'll do it. Remember the code EOC8. Get you an extra 8% off your already massively discounted order. They are the best. In your travels, I have been... Um, not a very good friend to this person. That's true. Um, this book w- was given to me at C2E2. And uh, it was immediately after I was given a small mail packet from uh, Billy Z uh, with discs in it. So I had things in my hand. This person gave me this book. It was uh, roughly the same size as the envelope. So I shoved it in there and I forgot about it. And uh, last week I was going through my stuff. I was, what did what's on those discs Billy Z gave me? So I, I popped those in. And when I took them out, this book was in there. I'm like, damn, I forgot about this. It is from our buddy Ben Teed. Oh, neat. Yes, it's called Nom Nom Comics. Oh yeah. And the cover of the book, uh, he did it as a mock. Um, composition notebook, you know, the marbled ones you had in school, the black and white marbled composition books, and all the pages inside are lined as if he was drawing inside the composition book. And it's called Nom Nom Comics because the character, the main character, uh, <laughs> a cyclopean two-horned beast who loves to eat. And uh, Zach tells me that uh, Ben does these comics at the uh, their drink and draw sessions. And this little cute, unassuming little creature just lives to eat. Uh, he bites the head off uh, a turkey. Um, his clone, um, a bug. Uh, it's just, they're beautifully drawn. I always say this, but of the moment from the id this is just ben throwing down and i love every page in this thing um it's messy it's violent uh the the creature's not mean-spirited though the he's just it's just what he does he loves to eat you know and um i don't know what ben would charge for this maybe a buck but i i'm telling you it's worth every damn penny uh, it's Ben Teed, B-E-N-T-I-E-D-E dot Tumblr dot com, uh, or Benjamin Teed at gmail dot com. Send him a message or something. Maybe you get it for a buck. I don't even know how many of them he printed, but I, I had a hell of a lot of fun with it, and I hope to God he makes more because they're awesome. The drawing style is just perfect. I, I love it. It's just it's there. He's just he's getting it down on paper, and I respect that, and I love every line in this thing. So nom nom comics, seek nice. seek Ben out because he's nice. he's worth it. Um, IDW has become 
in my opinion, the unquestioned king of of art books and career retrospectives in in comics and comics creators. And uh, and speaking of our buddy Ben, his buddy Zach is probably the biggest Deco fan uh, I've I've met in my life. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. And um, uh, if you have not gotten them yet. There's a, a two-volume set that IDW and uh, um, and Craig Yo put out, um, the art of and the creativity of Steve Ditko, yeah. and they are both phenomenal. If you uh, if you want to know more about uh, uh, the genius of Steve Ditko and uh, and his early work, you should you should pick up um, at least the art of, but probably both of them they uh they look very nice next to uh woodwork and the alex toth uh books and uh, they're huge too yeah they're gorgeous yeah. they're fantastic so uh more amazing work by by idw and the uh uh in the career retrospective and and art book category they uh, uh they continue to put out some I, I think important books uh, about the history of of the medium that we love. Yep, you are right, Christopher. Every once in a while, no, twice a day. I'm like a clock, <laughs> right? Twice a day. There you go. Nice. Uh, I'm going. I haven't talked about it in a while. I am um, catching up because I've been letting them pile up digitally. But uh, go and get yourself some Double Barrel by Oni. And uh, just it, you get a lot for for your money with 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 these books. The two stories by Xander Cannon, by Kevin Cannon. It is um, it really is just a lot of fun when I want to take a break from reading a shared universe and and just have something different to to, to look at for a little while. That uh, that seems to be my um my go to title. So uh and and the you also have the price drops after a month, so you know, what's normally two bucks ends up being a buck. It it really is That's just half price. the best thing, you know? Siesta <laughs> sometimes. But it um uh, it, it it is one of the best deals, best bargains, best things you can get uh from uh from Comixology. They're pretty chunky too, aren't they? They are, man. Yeah. They're all over a hundred pages. Wow, cool. that's said. insane! Nice. Uh, I'm gonna keep it going from last week and to keep this party rolling and say, uh, hopefully by now you've uh, you've listened to me and gone out and bought uh, Red Handed and read it. And if you're still craving more Matt Kent, you need to get with the mind management. Oh, it's, it's freaking awesome. ridiculous! It's really good. It's really, really, really good. It's awesome. It's about lots and lots of people with with different types of mind powers and how they have giant conspiracies tied into the government and uh, what would happen if the protagonist or the most powerful one decided they didn't want to be a part of the system anymore it's so so good it's just so intricate and it's just it's just lovely lovely comics so lovely uh, you got to get on it people need to wake up to the kin if you aren't already. I passed on the hardcover of the first collection at C2E2. Mm-hmm. It was only five bucks, and I didn't buy it. Oh. <sighs> what were you thinking? Uh, I have to lug this home, but well. we were in a car, so I didn't have to lug too much. I just, I don't know. I just didn't buy it. I'm stupid. 
Go ahead, Jason. Indeed say it. Are. Yeah, you are. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yep. Well, you can remedy that anytime, buddy. I know it. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for. Are we are we finishing this up? Or are we going to keep going? I have to go to bed. All right, let's keep going. All right. Hey, everybody. You guys, you guys can ditch me and keep talking. <laughs> your silly talk. Silly. Gotta get to bed. <laughs> Thank you for being here with us once again. We'll be back next week the same damn ass time, same damn channel, because why? We got nothing else to do, and we love you very much. Don't Word. For, don't forget That's that. True. Always remember that. We love you. We're at least well, marginally well, fond of you. No. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, it can, I, I can take most of you. Yeah, don't be hard. Love is a strong word. That. I don't. Love is a great it word. Is, it is a great. I love my word. wife. I love my kids. I love my dog. But yes, yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. Right. Oh, you too. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I love the listeners. There's a lot of love to go around, but you know, I don't. As I have I would proven, there's more if they uh, if they left us some new iTunes reviews. Boom. That that would be very cool. We we could use a couple new iTunes reviews. So have Jason love you and leave a review. We're gonna yeah. stuff on Twitter at uh, David A Price. At C. Neesman, J. B. Wood, J. A. Y. B. W. O. D. And at uh, whatever the hell that guy's name is. <laughs> Vince Bone. That's Vince nice. Bone. And Vince I Bone. will follow your ass, as I have proven today. Yes. I was someone's first follower, and they, yes. were, they were pleased. Oh, really? Yep. Who that is? Start tweeting again. Um, I can't. I can't recall his name right now, but he was very happy that my that newest was... Facebook friend is none other than Vinny B. He was, uh, <laughs> it's Ian S. Gowan. Thank you. Or Gowan. Thank Ian you. Gowan, yeah. Yep, I followed him. Nice. Why not, right? It's very nice of you. I will not follow you if you're an egg and have, um. No avatar. No avatar. No, no I'm not going to follow it you. It links to free iPads and shit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a red flag. How else are you going to get your free iPad? A bunch of red flags. I, I blocked McDonald's today. I blocked Best Buy because I don't like getting tweets like sponsored by that's stupid get that out of here so i block yeah them. i agree yeah by swill like mcdonald's it's true it's not good stuff's not good for you are you eating more than like a hot dog a week now please well yeah because now i'm i'm running more so i i have to eat okay. more yeah yeah i gotta run four miles tomorrow it's dropping the ready. bucket dude come on hmm? this is dropping the bucket all right we come out there we're gonna be running all day me and you I'm 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 slow. I have short legs. Join the club. I don't run quickly either. Although I have to say, um, Tuesday I did a sub eight minute mile, which is Excellent. really good for me. Nice. Yeah. Outstanding. Yep. Good for you, buddy. All right, let's bring this ship into dock. We'll see you guys right. next week. All right, sunk it, sunk it now. Love you so much. Say bye. You guys, you guys have a good week. More than words to say. Oh yeah. Alright. Go yeah. Scotus. Proud of you, Scotus.